Shut up and sit down. I don't know what kind of tequila this is. I thought you said it was Corralejo. I don't know what that means. It's the blue skinny bottle, right? Yeah, yeah. Corralejo. Say it again. Corralejo. Okay. What Salud. Do, what does that mean? I don't know. I like the word though. Oh, it's like a... Oh, sorry. That was <laughs> mid drink. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Again. All right, do it again. Again, All salud, right. salud. Yeah, there you go. Oh. That's not bad. I don't drink as patron. often as you do. I, well, no, I drink mezcal more than tequila. But no, Corralejo is like a where you put animals in a, like a cage thing, I think. I or know. not a cage, like where, where horses go and things like that. A, a barn? Maybe, I don't know. Uh, I'm bad at ranch stuff. Ranch, yeah. My mom listened to the episode with you oh, on the wangers. Oh, no. And then she's like. That's so embarrassing. I said, did you have any idea what mezcal was? And she's like, yeah, we used to drink it all the time. <laughs> You're <laughs> like, like, it's better. She's around. like, yeah, dummy. Yeah. <laughs> like, how come you never showed me this? And oh, my I God. still don't understand what it is. It's not like a tequila. It's not. Right. I don't know. Well, I it's no technically. Idea. I guess tequila oh, is tequila. technically a mezcal. Okay. Because they're made from the same plant. All right. So let's start this show now. Okay. I just get right into it. I don't have a beginning intro, whatever. Good. I just talk. I don't want moms listening. I don't want my friend's mom listening to stuff, though. <laughs> well, it is know. weird that she started listening to it because I sent her the runner, a video that mm -hmm. I did. It's like, oh, it's cool. And she sent it to all her friends and stuff. Yeah. And then it's on the YouTube channel that we do the wangers on. Oh, okay. So yeah. she went through the channel and she's like, I started watching your show. Oh, and yeah. I, like, oh, I know. No. <laughs> Whenever my mom's like, hey, I watched one of your videos. I'm like, don't do that. Yeah. Just don't. I said, you know, we talk like pretty about like vulgar stuff. And yeah. I, I say fuck. I say bullshit yep. and all that stuff. And she's like, I've heard it all. Yeah. Which you don't think about like the parents have been through like more than we have. Yeah. But it's still, I feel like sometimes when parents get older, they get a little bit more uh, traditional or conservative, yeah. you know, as they age. So sometimes like my mom's the coolest person, mm -hmm. but she's much more, uh, she's a classier woman than I am. She? <laughs> she's much classier. So does so. she get like offended easily at some things? No, I mean, she just doesn't. She would prefer it if I was, if it wasn't, you know, vulgar or if uh, it wasn't, but I'm just, that's just the way I've always been. You, uh, you but she, but she is proud of me and everything else. Okay. Just, I'm, I told her, I'm just like, I'm never going to be as elegant as you are. Uh, so she's listening to you. Cause I know you from Collider Live. That's when I first met you. Yeah. That's so right. She listens to you on that show. Well, no, she's watched some. No, fortunately, I don't think she's watched that show, which is good because that's mm. where we. It's every, anything goes. Yeah, you guys. But when talk I've been on and, on other things, like either whether it's Clutter Jedi Council or Movie Talk, but um, also on my own channel, mm. um, Super Dork, I was like where we do podcast style stuff. But then we also started shooting sketches. Yeah, and so she'll watch those, and that's more of like her checking out my you know, directorial techniques or whatever, and that's fine, right? Oh, and, yeah, you're not in the sketches, though, right? You're behind the scenes. Yeah. That's, yeah, what, that's, what, that's your thing? You don't like being in front of the camera? Well, I'm not an act. I never was an actress or wanted to be. You never Like, I'll do it, but I don't don't. I don't think I'm good at it. I, I've never been interested in acting. But it's not fun for you to, like, like play a character or something? Because that's what I realized when, like, doing The Runner, doing all these other sketches. It's uh -huh. fun to just be, like, goofy and play. Yeah. No, yeah. it is. I just don't think, like, I'll do it if people ask me. I just don't think I'd be good at it, so I just don't really uh, do it but if you ask me to do it i will why, I why don't. don't you think you'll be good at it because you never tried it no because maybe 
or because if people are like, hey, you have to be sad. And I'm like, but, I, but, but I'm not sad. So I don't know how to. So you don't it's get really, the point of acting. That's called acting. I know, but it's really hard for me to be not honest. Well, I guess. But it's, it's acting. <laughs> I know. But like, OK, like if someone gives you like a situation like, OK, like in this thing, like your dog just died and now right. you have to be sad. And Maybe uh, maybe I could do comedy, but not drama. Like like I like doing parody stuff and, and doing stupid voices and things like that. Okay, but so maybe, you, but I couldn't do a serious role, if okay. that makes sense. Like, if we're doing sketches, then I'm down because we're just having fun. Yeah. But um, you, but I don't know, because you're good. You're good. Like, oh. you're a good actor. Like, even when you're just acting uh, serious. Like, uh-huh. when you were doing The Runner and you're all like, like, I couldn't do that. What, like, I would what? just start laughing if if I'm trying to be serious. You should see the after, like, because he edited it. And right. then, like, so he made it seem like I was, like, acting. But then afterward, yeah. I'll just laugh and just be like, this is kind of ridiculous. Right. But like it's it it's not it doesn't take much. I don't know. I mean, you know, I I think you did a pretty good job. I, I made fun of your running. Yeah. But I just had to make fun of something because that's, that's what friends do. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. You but it was be a nice. really good short, and you guys Thanks. should all watch it. Yeah, uh, we're coming out with a new one too, so hopefully that's fun. It's funny. I still haven't seen your um, Uber one. Yeah, that's the one coming out. Uh, I don't know when this is going to premiere, okay, but cool. it's coming out. Like, How dare you guys so. not send it to me early? Because like, well, uh, Christian sent like the me one. the... We were going we to send the it runner. to you. Why didn't you? I don't know. I told him... Because uh, with comedy, you don't know if it's funny. And I don't want to be like, I'm hilarious. And like people watch it and they don't think it's funny. You know what I found out? Because our sketches that we started doing are also supposed to be just fun yeah. parody stuff. And I feel like it's honestly people's different tastes. Like so, it's uh, just it's just depending on what type of sense of hu- sense of humor you have. Like you can't appeal to everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I guess. But for me, just in general, like, is it funny or is it like? Because I've never it depends done on it. who you ask. That's true. So we sent it. I told Christian to send it to everybody. He sent it to. Uh, well, he sent it to his girlfriend. That bastard. I'm gonna text him right now and be <laughs> yeah. like, "How dare you not yeah. include me?" And Adam Smith. You know Adam Smith. From Collider? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sent it to him. So he said it was funny. And they said he's honest. So I'm like, okay, yeah. maybe it's it's funny. Well, I'm, I'm just texting him and yelling at him about it. I'll send it yeah. to you too. And we'll get feedback. <laughs> okay. And you can tell us before we post it to the world yeah. later on. Yeah, we're just going to text you back. You guys, it's, it's, don't post it. It's not, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I know you from Collider Live. I remember the day you showed up. Uh, Do you remember when we met? I, I don't think I, I met never, you that day. Because I never remember when I meet people. I meet. I, I remember them when I hang out with them. I, I I remember when you showed up because you weren't Roxy. <laughs> You're like, who's this chick? Yeah, because yeah. we it was me and Cody and like everyone else in the booth. We can mm-hmm. see all the cameras. You're just like in the. You're about to go on. Collider Live right. is like a like a live podcast right. on YouTube, and you're about to go on. And we're like, who's this? I well, they knew you from before, right? But I didn't know who you were. They're like, oh, that's Dorina. I was like, I already don't like her. Yeah. They're like, who's this Mexican chick that thinks she's like Mexican yeah. but not Mexican American? <laughs> yeah. But then you showed up and then and you guys start talking about like movies and music yeah. and scores and soundtracks and like you knew everything. Yeah. And like You're I, like, oh, she's not a dumbass. Yeah, she's not just like <laughs> yeah. a girl. I can fake it. Yeah, yeah. So like she's not a girl. What were you? Or she's say? not like a girl. What's, that's just like going off her looks. What sexist shit were you gonna say? Was, she's not just a bimbo ditzy girl. Is that sexist? She's not an Instagram model like who's just banking on because her. Because do do you think there's a lot of uh, good looking people, specifically women, that are online because of their looks? It's well, yeah, there's Instagram models, right? But it's no, not no, just but women. I just mean just I just mean as host as well. Hosting, yeah, like 
where they're good at just being on camera, but not really talking about like uh, the substance like, isn't there. Right, right, right. That's what I feel like. But it's not. It's not like they need to be like brainiac. Something like they uh, like a host is just like, hey, I'm hosting this. Mm-hmm. Let's go to that camera and blah blah blah. Right. It's like simple. It's Ryan Seacresty stuff. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of that's that. I'm. I mean, I told them because I love all of you guys. Like, I love working with everyone, and I'm friends with most of you. And I told him, I was like, if I'm going to be on these collider shows, I have to be myself. Yeah. I can't do the fake, like, welcome to Collider Live. You know, I can't. That's a great accent for a white person. (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) No, but I'm I'm the same way where it's like, but I guess that just comes like broadcasting. Like, coming up next on Collider Live, we have this. No, but but that, you still sound like yourself. Like, I can do that, right? Like, because I do it for my own shows. Uh And I'm happy, like, or when I moderate panels or, or, and I've done celebrity interviews and stuff like that. But I just like being myself. I can't do the fake, like, overly Uh, excited. Like, mm. did you see that interview with uh, Robert Smith from The Cure? recently uh he talked about the rock and roll hall of fame yeah i, I haven't seen <laughs> that it was but amazing this woman it? is like oh it's so, like overly excited and i feel bad criticizing her because it's her job but she was yeah. just like are you guys as excited of being here than you know, that, as, as me and he just goes like he's all like goth looking obviously yeah. and he's like oh by the sounds of it no <laughs> <laughs> like which is kind of dickish but also really funny that yeah, yeah. that's what i like being like the the sarcastic asshole who's mm-hmm. just like this is ridiculous this is absurd yeah but you need the people that are like and then coming up next you do yeah and 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 i'm okay doing that just i just i think i'm more attracted to uh content that is um you know not what's the word not phony yeah it's more like relatable like more real that's what what i enjoy like oh like like i see you on collider live and i'm like okay that's darina and and if i see you off camera that's how she would exactly yeah you are the same person you're not putting up a bit or anything i mean i think at first i was probably more nervous Mm -hmm. because um i just in general even when when I, i i did interviews for uh when you know i worked at google for six years or whatever and i did the toxic google program and so i i moderated panels there and i interviewed celebrities and and it was weird there because i was representing a brand Mm. so i felt like i couldn't be myself so i was kind of reserved arena okay uh and so um but with collider i was like okay i can be myself now and then i was like oh crap I myself is a mess. Yeah. So I'm like, a, okay, here we go. This is me, you guys. Well, it's really, <laughs> Sorry, you know? <laughs> well, it's really vulnerable. And then people yeah. can see like, oh, like this is her. She has flaws. She has yeah. this. She has like these issues and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? We all do. So fuck it. Yeah. That's what I enjoy. Instead of like the person at Google, like coming up next, Tom mm-hmm. Morello. Exactly. But, so, but you did Even that. Even though, though that was a great interview because he's amazing. Yeah. You, so yeah. you had to do that. Like, how did you, like, how did you do that if you had no experience, like, hosting something well i had experience uh, as a journalist when i was doing i did cover when i quit the music industry um i was going to conventions and doing journalism geek journalism stuff so i was so what i was interviewing um celebrities at comic-con and, oh. and doing write-ups and and uh or doing phone calls with them and writing articles and things like that so oh. i had that experience i just didn't have the experience of doing it on camera until i was a google Okay. And uh, that was a little scarier because then you're just on the YouTubes yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, fuck this chick. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like her. And I'm just like, yeah, you probably don't like yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, like every every comment on YouTube is just like pointing out the negatives. Like, yeah. I can't hear her. She yeah. she holds her mic weird. Yeah. Or blah, blah, the blah. other thing you get, and, and I think dudes and girls get, get it both. We both get it. But with women, it's like they... So I feel like some dudes expect us to be a certain way. Mm. And for me, I'm clearly not... I'm never going to be peppy and, you know, 
unless I, unless, unless I, I don't know, Van, I meet Vangelis or Michael Keaton, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so you're always going to, you're not going to be over the top. Yeah. And so they're yeah. always like, like people are like, how dare her not be excited about interviewing Tom Morello? I'm like, cause I'm trying to be a professional, right? I'm yeah. also not being annoying and he's so chill. So calm down. You're not you know? going to be like, oh my God, you were raging stream, rage yeah, against him. Exactly. Like, remember that? Remember like Tom, Zach De La Roche? Like remember? Yeah. yeah. You know, and just like geek out. <laughs> like the Chris Farley thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, remember, you get that? Yeah. You get that SNL reference? <laughs> so like, good. You're in the Beatles. I'm older than you come on yeah but like you're i don't know if you like you watched snl like that's actually one of the things i grew up with in mexico it was it was a big deal okay yeah yeah we loved snl really yeah like what were the years what were what were your we watched we watched a lot because uh I we, my mom made us watch a lot of TV shows in english so in in, growing up in the 80s and 90s so we would learn the language Okay. Yeah, you, yeah. you told me about that. Like, so that's your first like introduction to English because like you were a, fa- a Spanish speaking household. Yeah. Like your mom, your dad, like yeah, everybody yeah, spoke yeah. Spanish. Yep. But but did your mom speak any English no. at all? Nobody did. No. It was it was. I mean, we were we grew up in a border town, but it was still Mexicali. Like it's a Mexican town. Like uh-huh. it's not Spanglish over there. Like everyone speaks Spanish. So it was just your mom's idea to say like, hey, you sit in front of this TV and listen to or listen to music in English too. Oh, yeah. But can you learn it just by listening to no, it? No, no. She 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 took us to. She took me and my brother to um, extracurricular activities, and so she would mm. she would uh, take us to like English lessons. Okay. Because English classes within school were crap. Uh-huh. And so uh, when I was in like the seventh or eighth grade, I would go try to learn grammar and vocabulary in English fr- with, from this teacher directly. Like a Sunday school or something? Yeah. Or like a weekend? Yeah. And so oh. we would do like two to three times a week. Mm-hmm. And then so I learned the basics of it. And then hearing it, you know, whether it was music or TV movies helped us, I think, just... I think in general, just hearing a language helps you if you're immersed in it. Similar to like why people, if they move to a country and they have to like they're hearing it all the time yeah. that helps them you know they're learn forced it. to learn yeah. It. Yeah, yeah but i didn't really have the conversational skills until um i got older so it was actually kind of scary to move here for college and like know how to write english professionally but yeah. not like speak it as well it was very intimidating so when did you move here at 18 mm-hmm. and you you couldn't communicate to anybody in english? no i could it's just i just wasn't used to speaking english every day oh right because i mm-hmm. spoke spanish every day yeah until I was 18. Like I spoke English with friends sometimes, but it wasn't, it was weird because we're like, this is dumb. Like we just speak Spanish. <laughs> yeah, you know? just speak what we normally yeah. speak. And then I sang a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like my family's very musical. So, so we sang in English. In English? Mm-hmm. And we, both. In Spanish what were the and songs that you would sing in English? Everything, everything from uh, TV theme songs to the Beatles, you know, everything oh, really? that was on the radio, like 80s music, you know, The Cure. The Smiths, everything. And you understood it and you can understand like what they're saying. And As I got older, I understood it. Like when yeah. I was little, I I didn't know what they were saying. Like SNL to me was funny as a kid. Yeah. When it was very exaggerated. Like, uh, like Chris like, Farley falling over a table. Or like Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. Remember uh, the Eddie, Eddie Murphy? Murphy parody yeah, of yeah. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? Yeah, you know, yeah. like when, when, when he's they, like, this is how we answer the door in my neighborhood. And he's like, who is it? You know, <laughs> things like that were really funny to me as a kid, you know. Okay, but you didn't get the connotation as a kid. Like, no. Like, like what, black people answer the door like this yeah, in the neighborhood. Exactly. But yeah. it was like for some reason it just like was funny. Because he was just funny in, yeah. in general, like his gestures and the way he he, he talked, you know. He's, that's not the one where he spoke with a, 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 like a lisp, right? That was buckwheat. Yeah, which was also funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so good. I don't know you're an SNL fan. Oh, I love. Yeah, no, I grew up with that like 
80s SNL, 70s SNL, like cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. Really? Yeah, my brother and my mom and I, because my parents were divorced when I was five, so it was the Mm. three of us always watching TV. But you're, the three, you, your brother, and your mom? Yeah. Okay, so, and like your mom would get the jokes too, or no? Everybody just got SNL. We loved it. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know that. And isn't that funny? (laughs) Well, like my, my, my stepdad, like he, like he's not an SNL guy now, but back then he he gets the cheeseburger cheeseburger reference. Yeah. So like when we went to New York, he's like, "Where's the cheeseburger cheeseburger?" Oh yeah. Place? Did yeah, you yeah. did you actually you grew up with it too? Like all those with decades? That, no, I the first time I watched SNL with my real dad. I don't remember when. Obviously, because it was a Gilda Radner uh, a sketch. Yeah. But like she She's was in the, she was in the seventies, and yeah. like I wasn't alive then. So it was a rerun. Right. That's what we watched. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't watch- alive in the 70s, well, I'm not, Brian. I'm not that I'm not old. saying like you were, <laughs> but like, yeah. no, it was a rerun. I, I don't know how it came on, but my me and my dad were watching the Gilda Radner do the uh, Rosanna, Rosanna yeah, Dana. Yeah, yeah. And like the one where she talks about the little nose, the uh-huh. sweat on the tip of her nose. Yeah. And like that just like busted my dad up. Like yeah. he just was like laughing and giggling. Yeah, and no. And and also they had those not just reruns, but they had those specials, right? Like anniversary yeah. special VHS tapes, which yeah. we used to buy. And that's how we saw all the classic sketches that they did. Like the greatest hits. Exactly. Like yeah. Sketches. Like, like Chevy Chase falling down the stairs, yeah. you know, like uh, Jane, you ignorant slut, like all that yeah. stuff, you know. Oh, so you so, got all that. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. And like the fake commercials. And oh, the yeah. Asomatic oh, and my the- God. The what was that one with um the the toilet, the love toilet? Which one? I don't know that one. Like, like recently it was or Ke- old? No, no. It was like in the 80s or 90s. It was Kevin Nealon and what was the blonde girl's name? Uh, but they it, it was basically a, a toilet for two for two people like oh. like as a couple like a, like a love seat but like yeah. like a toilet seat <laughs> yeah ah. so they're like so why not share the most intimate <laughs> moment like you share all this stuff and then they would flush together it was <laughs> so dumb but I loved it yeah that's what I like I like like the dumbness of it yeah. but there's also like a thought behind it there's like yeah. smart like it's exactly. a parody like Toons is the driving cat I don't do you know remember that, that? oh you gotta what look it up Toons is the driving cat. I don't know that just one. Just a cat that drove a car, and he <laughs> so they always died because the cat was driving, so he always crashed. Which is <laughs> like, funny. Or like, he always like drove off a cliff. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Which would happen if like a cat was literally yes, driving a car? Exactly. That's what would happen. <laughs> and I loved it. Every, but you know, it was my favorite. Which one? Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy. That's my shit. That was where he's like, "What if, uh, like, it was like a like a sunset picture of a sunset and like things like just, riding in the just sky, writing, yeah, and yeah, really good. Uh, Those are my favorites. That was like '90s though, wasn't I it? I think so. Yeah, because that was that wasn't Smigel. I don't know. I'm not but, sure. Yeah, that great. was my first introduction to it. My dad listening to, or watching it, and then like later on, I just like picked it up in like high school. Yeah, and then I remember like because I'm like an antisocial like just like awkward dude Mm -hmm. so like you don't you say that but you don't seem that way or maybe you do that with with most people but not people you like with people with around strangers and like people at work and just like other stuff like where I don't feel comfortable I'm just like awkward and I'm like staring I'm like I don't say anything yeah I was like I was like who's this like creepy staring dude Brian like why does he keep staring no No, of course not no I thought you like you all you guys that I've met at the studio or have been lovely to me so yeah nobody's been weird (laughs) yeah uh except Roka well obviously yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) no no he's great too uh but no like uh because we would have family barbecues because like all my family lived around each other so Mm -hmm. like within like 15 minutes from each other okay so on Saturdays like that we would hang out and like 
they would be drinking in the back and like okay. having barbecues and like was it like a sort of mexican type carne asada thing or not really kind of it was a little bit like we like i didn't grow up like super mexican yeah but i we did have like <laughs> sort of mexican <laughs> we did have like some yeah. like like leftover culture of that yeah. like the the bread are both because both your parents are like i'm full mexican yeah but both did both your parents grow up there and moved uh, here or what no, generation are i'm they? like fourth okay i cool. think so like they my, all grew up here yeah my yeah. mom's from la her mom's from like colorado or okay. her mom's from like oklahoma or something like yeah okay. like i've been here forever okay but but anyway like we had we would have barbecues on saturday so and saturday night i was just like like I don't, I didn't need, like at the time I didn't realize it, but I was just like, you know what? I don't like feel like talking to these people. Mm -hmm. So I went to like my cousin's bedroom and just turned on the TV and SNL was on mm -hmm. and I would just watch it by myself. And I didn't realize. Was this in the 90s? What's that? Was this in the 90s or 2000s? Probably like early 2000s. Yeah, okay. So like like when Will Ferrell would show up. Right. And like Sherry O'Terry and yeah. Chris Kattan and all those guys. Yeah. Like the like the big hitters of that time. Right. Yeah. So that's what I remember. But also, do you remember Mad TV? Oh, yeah. That's that's yeah, what I would yeah. watch. I watched that too. Yeah. I loved that as well. Mad that and I we also watched In Living Color. Oh, you? We watch anything that was sketch. Like we love comedy. Really? So my family, yeah. Other than I didn't all know the you're nerd so shit. serious though. You're so. What are you talking about? I know, I know but you come off like you come <laughs> off joking, but like you come off like oh, I'm a badass. I'm like watching Mandy and like dark shit. I'm like I like the Cure. I like I like this shit. <laughs> like you don't come off as like a joking. The Cure's skit. for pussies. <laughs> I'm a pussy. <laughs> no, I mean I think comedy helps people deal with how hard life can be yeah and so maybe that's why my family and i have always gravitated to to that like i'm mm. actually more into the dark shit like my uh -huh. family's not like i was like like the black sheep i was the goth of the family like you dressed in all black and... yeah like like my family is into happy things yeah just just me that I'm, I'm the only one that's into dark shit so they were the ones that were always watching like comedic movies and mm. and and uh shows but you still like them yourself oh yeah yeah mm. yeah no I, I love all that yeah but like because like sometimes you can like both, though, you need both. You need you need humor. It's like it's like a form of therapy. Yeah. But then you also need the the dark stuff to deal with your own demons as well. And and, and all that. Crap. Why do you need the dark stuff? Because I, I feel like you can help with the humor or like you need both, though. Why? Because there's always a balance in life. So you need like for me, I need to watch, you know, uh, 2001. Uh, which we already thought about on the wingers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I need to watch things like that, that, that sit me down and, and force me to think about my life and my existence and, and what the hell we're doing here mm. and that type of stuff. And even though it's scary to think about that stuff, sometimes I feel like it's, it's helped me face my fears that way, you mm. know, whereas like comedy, it's more like I need to laugh to survive. If okay. that makes sense. No, I get it. Like you need a time to be serious yeah. and a time to think about like, act, like you, you can feel sad sometimes you can't be like happy and like jokey and all mm -hmm. this stuff. Cause like the, you do need a time to be serious. Yeah. You and, need, you need both. Yeah. And then, but then like when stuff does get ridiculous, you can like laugh at it or yeah. enjoy it. Yes. Okay. I, I get And you I now. feel like that's my brain all the time because I'll be thinking about serious shit and be sad. And all of a sudden I'll think of something stupid and be like, huh, that was funny. I'm so dumb. You know, like, that's like, like our brains are weird that way. Cause we're all thinking about stuff like, yeah. you know, whatever, a million miles a minute or whatever, you know, like it's, it's crazy how, how our brains work that way. Well, you think that's other people or you think that's you? Maybe, maybe it's yeah. just me. Cause I'm crazy. And I think about stuff all the time. Your mind races all it the time. It doesn't stop. It doesn't, it never stops. No. So you can't like check out and just like hang no, out. No, I have to be either asleep or intoxicated. Really? Yeah.
Or mm-hmm. I have to force myself to meditate or do some hippie shit. Yeah. But you don't like that. I didn't used to. I used to be very dumb and judgmental about it. Now I've, now, now I've relaxed a lot more. Like it actually works. Oh, yeah. I, people, I hear people talk about like, oh, I just meditated for 10 minutes. I'm like, doesn't that do anything? Like, no, does it, it does. Work? Honestly, like I was so, I mean, I grew up in like a rigid, not my, not because of my mom, but because of society, like, you know, traditional Catholic, like mm. repressed society upbringing, yeah. right? Which is probably why I got into like the devil. <laughs> <laughs> not really people. I don't think the devil's real, yeah. but like, but that's why I make jokes about, you know, 666 and like, oh, you the make number jokes of the, about that? You know, I just make jokes about like, you know, like, yeah, like metal and like Iron uh, Maiden and 666, the number of the beast and all that crap. Well, do you know, do you know Neil Brennan? Yeah. The comedian? He yeah. has a bit about, about Catholicism where he's mm-hmm. like, I went through all the stages of Catholicism. What is it like? First communion? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, baptism, first oh. communion and then confirmation. And then but you the, get married. No, but he goes, he goes, baptism, first communion, confirmation, then atheism is the yeah. last one. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. That's I bit. went through all of those stages as yeah. well. And I was that asshole atheist in my 20s that was like, mm. I've discovered the light and you guys are all <laughs> dumb and I need to help you realize that, you know, we all die and nothing happens. And then I was like, fuck, that's yeah. so sad. And I became such a nihilist. So now I'm, my, now that I'm older. I'm like, you know what? We don't know. Yeah, so yeah. let's just chill about it. And That's what it used yeah. to be like. You thought you were like edgy and cool. You're like, oh, you yeah. like you like God? Like he doesn't exist. Yeah, it's so yeah. dumb because I'm like, you know what? It, you Nobody knows. Yeah, yeah. That's what it comes down to. But also it's like you don't want to like like because like it's like older people that like go to church. You don't yeah. want to like poke at them and exactly. be like, like, you suck. Like you're no. wrong about this. Like if they find comfort in it. Exactly. Like then let them enjoy it. It's like, you know what? If whatever helps people deal with how crazy life is or, yeah. or or whatever helps people be good people whatever man i don't care or can, that's a better attitude to have i think than, yeah. than before where i'm just like you don't need everyone to be like you it's dumb <laughs> well it's like like i can understand with like religion if like someone passes away and mm-hmm. if it helps you like speak to them or yeah. helps you like oh they're still here like looking down on me like that is yeah. a comforting thing of course as opposed to like the asshole nihilist who's like no it doesn't matter yeah. in the ground like but it's but i think it's arrogant either way to 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 you know to to tell people no this is what's real uh-huh. you know whether whether you're on the side of like believing in a religion or 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 not believing in anything uh-huh. like it's arrogant to say that you know because you don't yeah because nobody does and then there's so many religions so exactly. it's like oh we were the one true religion exactly but then there's other that believe in like many gods and stuff mm-hmm. there was this one girl in high school who like she was like so like into her religion she's like it doesn't matter if you believe in heaven or hell like you're gonna go there either way like. It's yeah. a it's a thing. I know and, it's and, weird, but a lot of people believe that, and that's yeah. part, that's. I mean, that was Catholic Catholicism for us too. We're like, you better believe, or else yeah. you're gonna die in damnation. Yeah, I mean, blah, blah, I, blah. I I they yeah. used to like in Catholic school, they used to literally play as uh, first of all those weird cartoons about Adam and Eve and like Genesis, and they were hilarious. <laughs> and then later on, they would play as videos about how rock music was of the devil. Oh, they so, would literally like go to that extreme. Oh, yeah. And so and then I would come home and be like, Mom, these nuns are telling me that like Queen and David Bowie and the Beatles and metal for sure, you know, Sabbath and all that stuff is of the devil. And she's like, well, that's dumb, you know, because <laughs> like well, that's the stuff we used to listen to. Right. Uh-huh. That's well, the so, stuff I grew up with. So. So your mom was understanding in a way oh, yeah. where she wasn't like, like, you know what? It is the devil. Like, no, she no, no. My that. mom was never religious. She was very cool about. Like she put us in Catholic school because they were the better schools, mm-hmm. but she was very cool about letting us decide what we wanted to believe. Did you guys have to go to church all the time? No, that's she, the thing. Like we we would go because of school. 
So, uh, I, so I went because of school, but my mom never went. Like you had a Bible class, like as a yeah. part of school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you never had to go like Sunday morning mass? No. Like I would go because I thought that's what I needed to do by being in that school. And because sometimes as a kid, you're a sheep and you do what your friends do. Yeah. But not that I had any friends when I was a kid. Really? But um, I didn't. But <laughs> just people in school. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, I want to get to that now. Because <laughs> I just had a thought too. Uh, mass. Like you, like my mom would kind of force us to go just because she thought that's what we should do. Okay. Like we're Catholics. We go to so church. So you went on every Sunday. When I was younger. And okay. then eventually my brother and I would just be like joking around and not really paying attention mm-hmm. and being just like little asshole kids, like in the, in the loud room. And my mom was like, screw this. Like, I don't really get anything out of this. Like you guys are getting nothing out of this. Like, so did she kind of make the decision for you all? Or did you guys all kind of collectively decided this is BS? I think she, I think we fought it so much that she's just like, you know what? You don't have to go if you don't okay. want to. And she stopped going to. She eventually stopped going. Yeah. yeah. But like she'll go on the main days or like Easter yeah, and yeah. Like Christmas maybe. Like the family holidays. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the main, because now my stepdad is like, he goes to church like every Sunday. Oh, okay. Wow. But, but, and you mentioned your real dad. What do you mean? Like your stepdad's like your fake dad? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what a stepdad is? I, yes, I have one. <laughs> yeah, I have one now. Yeah. yeah well, my, my parents divorced when I was like 13. Okay. So now, then my mom got remarried recently. Okay. So yeah, same same with my mom. Yeah, I mean, well, she, they're not married, but I consider her my stepdad because he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they were. They've been together for like oh, over ten years. Yeah. So they were like he was living with us. Okay. And then they finally got married, and now like I call him my stepdad, but like yeah, I don't know what else to call him. I get it. Yeah, yeah same here. So your parents split up when you were five. Mm-hmm. So did you know your dad? Yeah, I mean, he, he wasn't around when I was a kid. Uh-huh. We didn't really have a relationship until. I was a, a teenager. I started visiting him in Guadalajara. Mm. That's where my, my his, his family is. Um, and where were you guys? Mexicali. How far is that? That's a border town. Mexicali is a... You could literally drive there from L.A. in four hours. You drive two hours south and two hours east. Okay. Yeah. How far is that from your father? Uh, it's a flight. So Guadalajara oh. is in Jalisco, the state, which is more south uh, Mexico. It's like kind of like close to Puerto Vallarta. Okay. Yeah. Oh. And so... Uh, so you barely, you didn't even see him. No. And I mean, it's just because they just ended, they ended badly, you know. Oh. Um, and so uh, um, I was, he wasn't around. I would talk to him on the phone like mm. every so often, you know, with like a little kid, just like the happy birthday, dad, like just Like he would like call that. you or you would call him? No, I don't remember him ever calling. No, he, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he wasn't around, but he wasn't a bad person because like we, I feel like he just wasn't a dad. Like I've yeah. always seen him as kind of like, like this sort of uncle like that old. like like loves me in his own way but just wasn't really like a parent if that makes sense but yeah. but I know he loves me in his own way and mm-hmm. he's um and and he he was around for a while when I was a teenager and in college like uh-huh. we had a relationship then oh wow and uh and then just something happened where we just kind of drifted apart again and now we like text message like oh so you're still in contact with him yeah it's just not as much as I would hope how did you reconnect with him in in college um, I think he, I just noticed that he made more of an effort. Oh, he did? Yeah. You didn't, you didn't go well, I seek always, him out? I always seeked him out, but he just wasn't around as much, you know? Mm. He was always, he had his own life, if yeah. that makes sense, you know? Uh, but, but then I definitely got a lot more cl- closer to him and his family, like my cousins and stuff. Uh, but they were just people that I visited like in the summer. Did you guys, did he move or did you guys move closer together no. or he was still He's the same still there. distance? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we always had to fly over there. 
to just to see him. Mm-hmm. Would he ever fly to you guys? No. <laughs> see, that's the thing. He flew for my college graduation. Oh wow. Yeah, and that was the only and and uh, my wedding. Oh, wow. that was the only two times. Yeah. Did that mean something, or did you have to like beg him to? I like, never begged him for anything, honestly. You didn't feel like, please, like no. it's my wedding, like. like yeah, come no, on. no, I because I don't give a fuck about weddings. Yeah, or, or, <laughs> yeah. or at least college graduation. Then. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't. I, I just, inv- I would invite him to stuff, and if he could come, he could come. If not, that's cool. Like, yeah. it just, I just have always kind of established this is the relationship I have with my dad, and it's not the same relationship I have with my mom, and that's okay as long as it's up. Because we're not all going to be, all of us are going to die. So I'd rather just have like a good, like a nice, polite, you know, relationship with somebody mm-hmm. than be pissed off, you know, and, for and, not being around. Yeah. And being resentful and like, screw him. Like mm-hmm. he had a kid. He didn't even want it. Like, like that's how I would feel like with my father. Like how come like he didn't want like, well, I was to just, be. His... I was going to ask you, do you have a relationship with your dad? I don't I haven't seen him since, uh, since high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is, is that your choice or his or both? A little both. It's like, to me, it's like, why bother if like mm-hmm. he, like, like how you're saying, like he's not putting in the effort. Yeah. So it's like, why am I going to put in effort if he doesn't really care? Yeah. So Yeah, no. And it, and I think that's not even just a, a parent thing. I think in general, like, I'm sure we all experience it with friends and friends, family. Like, yeah. like it, it takes two to, to have a relationship, what, yeah. whatever it is, whether it's your partner or your friend or, or family member. And, and you have to both put in effort. Otherwise it's not going to happen. Yeah, that's what happened with a lot of friends back home too. It's like I was always like, "Hey, like, hey, let's hang out, let's yeah. do this." And they're like, "No, I don't want to." Mm-hmm. And then I would see them go hang out with somebody else. I could else. see them not wanting to hang out with you. I can understand it. That's why I was like, you know what? I get it. I understand. Like, I'll, I'll go fuck <laughs> I off. Over here. Joking, I joking. No, but like it is. It takes two people. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, if they're not putting in the effort, then I'm not gonna put in effort. I'm gonna yeah. move on and find somebody that I relate to or have more fun with. Yeah. That makes sense. That's just how it is. Yeah. And it's, dude, like we only have so much time and in, and in, in our lives. And when we become adults and we have jobs and we have, you know, hobbies and all this stuff, like it's hard to have a ton of different relationships with all these people. Yeah. So how long have you been in LA? Um, after college. So, um, 22. So that okay. was probably 2005, 2006 okay. around then. Oh, you've been here for like 13 years. Yeah. Wow. Wait, I don't even know what year it is. I don't yeah. either. But I just uh, lost count after I turned 30. Were you able to make friends in LA? It took me a long time. Right? Yeah. Like, I feel like it's, it's kind so of big. tough around here. Mm-hmm. And then like, who's like really friendly and like, mm-hmm. who's just like in it just for and like. People their... are lazy as fuck about leaving their house in LA. It's so weird. I'm the same way. I I, I know I hate all of you guys because I love hanging out with you guys. But to, to get you to do stuff, it's yeah. like I have to beg. It's so annoying. <laughs> No, I, I'll go out like that. I, I just met a new person or a new somebody. Oh, that, yeah. And you hung out with them, but not with me. Well, yeah, they, they're, <laughs> I like them. <laughs> but no, like it does take a lot for me to go out because yeah. well, because I do work. I have a full time job. Mm-hmm. So and the commute is like it's not bad. But like when I get home, I'm just like I'm on the couch. Yeah, I don't want to go out. And I think most people are like that. They want to mm-hmm. be home. and 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 it's this thing of like solitude is nice uh-huh. because you're talking all day at work or you're you right. become exhausted from being around people so i understand that yeah but i think there's a balance and like for me going out with my friends like just even going to like you know we go to like mark riley's house and we just sit there and and get intoxicated mm. and watch like the Hans Zimmer concert and then we go walk to a bar and it's just nice to just like that type of situation where everyone's chill and and cool nice people and that actually gives me more energy i i can i can 
enjoy that. Yeah. Like going to like a buddy's house where I feel comfortable in their place. Just like, hey, you have beer there? Let's, let's go drink at your place mm-hmm. and watch TV or play a game or whatever. Right. I enjoy that. Yeah. But like going to like Hollywood and walking around and doing all that, that's a lot of work for me. So see, it depends for me. Like going to, uh, you know, like the weird 20 year old thing that people do where they stand in line to go into a loud club. Like it's not and don't get me wrong. I love going dancing, but it has to be like a specific concert because I'm like a music snob, you know. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but if I'm just with my friends and we're just bar hopping and it's like a few of us and if it gets douchey, we leave and we go somewhere else. Like that's actually really fun. Mm -hmm. Like that one night we were at Riley's house, like we ended up uh, at uh, the Hollywood Wax Museum. And it was just fun. Just somehow. Yeah, it was nighttime. Nobody was there. You Mm. know, like Dorian and I were making stupid videos of like Morgan Freeman's voice. And it was (laughs) it was so fun. I can can see that just like like not planning it. Just like it just naturally happens. And you just have a good time with that. Yes, I can see that. But But it still work because it's easier to sit on your couch. Yeah. But now that the person I met loves going out and loves doing all this stuff, I feel myself like. It takes like a like a like just um not a pattern of it, I guess, just like a learned behavior of mm-hmm. just like, okay, when I get home, I'm not gonna take my pants off and sit on the yeah. couch. I am gonna Which is sad because taking your pants off and sitting on your couch is a really amazing experience. It's great. I get it. Yeah. I love it. And then nobody's here, I live alone, put my no pants. Yeah. And I go to my my bed, I go to bed. Yeah. That's it. And I wake up the next day and I do it all over again. Yeah. But but then you don't want to fall into that routine because then it gets sad and lonely, right? So there's a difference yeah. between solitude and loneliness. Yeah. Because, like, I think we all, as much as it's hard work, we all need human connection to survive. Definitely. We're, we're uh, what's that word? Not creature. I uh, can't think of it. Social creatures yeah. is what we are. Yeah. So we need to be around people. Yeah. And, and especially nowadays that we're all stuck looking at our screens. Like yeah. that's not human connection. Even if you're texting with friends, it's not the same thing as like yeah. me and you sitting here and like laughing together and hearing our voices and looking into each other's eyes. Like that's much uh, more uh, pleasant yeah. or, or much more um, ener- positive energy inducing than yeah. just looking at your phone and, and he's, here's an emoji. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, or, it's weird. Or on Instagram, like yeah. seeing what they post, and it's like, like they're faking they're having a great time here, and like it's all like fun and dandy, mm-hmm. and you feel like you're missing out on that. Yeah, and then you get sad with that. Yeah, and then like, like I have all you guys watching my stories, and it's so creepy. Oh, you see, like when we watch your stories, <laughs> no, I, like, I don't really care. I just post things that I think is fun and interesting, and that's what fun, I do yeah. on Instagram. Like I post. Whatever would make somebody laugh and just be like, oh, that's, yeah, that's but a, I also think it can become an addiction. So what I try to do is, OK, if I'm not actually interacting with other humans on social media, uh-huh. I don't want to be on social media just scrolling and looking uh, at it. I think that's a waste of time. It is. I'd but rather. You, but you can find yourself doing that. Yeah. And so I'd rather just hang out with my friends in person. OK. Yeah. But like, do you always have that opportunity or that ability? Well, like- no, I'm I'm actually much more, especially because I'm. I've been friends. I mean, since I grew up as a nerd, I've been friends with people in the nerd community for so long. Mm. And most of these people are introverts and most of these people like staying home. And so I'm the extrovert. You know, I'm the one that's always being like, come on, like, let's plan a taco crawl. Right. Like, let's do something. Yeah, exactly. You know, which is weird. (laughs) But but I like planning things because I like seeing my friends and I know if I don't do it, nobody else is going to do it. Yeah, but that was a good thing that you planned. The first taco crawl I went with you was the Hollywood one. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. It was like, okay, Saturday we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And like everybody got together. And that was fun, right? Yeah. And if you didn't do that, like nobody would. Exactly. It would have taken like so many text messages and emails and yep. blah, blah, blah just to get people yes. in the same room. 
and even people were thanking me for planning that because we all end up either seeing each other at work, like at the studio or at a convention, uh-huh. but everyone's working. Everyone's yeah. work mode. Even if you grab a drink, it's not the same thing where you actually plan on like, okay, this is a night where we're just here to like have fun with our friends yeah. and relax. It's it's a different atmosphere than like, you know, seeing like Christian and Cody at, at the Collider studio. Yeah, we're not networking. No, because like you guys are always working. Yeah, yeah. So. But yeah, that was, was really fun. Like that taco crawl, just like also like I got to like go around Hollywood and see like what's available there. Yeah, that it's not just stuff that you imagine that's not fun there's actually fun stuff to do there there's like little like spots and little bars and like la is a great city it's weird yes there's so much to do Uh there's so much like i think people that don't like it it's because they don't know it yeah because there's everything any type of art and culture and food is here Really? So yes. when people say like, oh, you can't find a good like pizza or something. Yeah, that's not true. It's not. Well, no. Didn't you say like you can't find good Mexican food here? Or what? somebody said Are that. Are you serious? There's the, the best Mexican food that the only great Mexican food outside of, of Mexico is in L.A. There's so much good Mexican food in all kinds, not just like different types of tacos from like southern or northern Mexico, but mm-hmm. um, mole or like Oaxacan food or like all these Sonora, like all these different states, too. It's there's. I'm never leaving unless I go back to Mexico because all the great Mexican food is here. You're never leaving L.A.? Well, I mean, I might. I'm just saying I really yeah, like yeah. the food just here. Just for the food. <laughs> yeah. Well, you came here for college. No, I, well, I, came to, I went to, I moved to the States for college, but to San Diego. Okay. To yeah. study music? Uh, and business. I did like, a, oh. I did like the practical, like business major with a music minor. Oh, okay. Thing. Yeah. But the music minor was like a major because you had to. Uh, also not just study like music theory history and composition but you had to also perf- do performance so I had to like do cello and, and choir and voice and all this crap and it took a more time yeah. and, than your major but also like like spending time on it oh, I didn't yeah. care about my business classes right yeah. I was really into my music classes was that your mom that was telling you to like hey like take a business course and not just be strictly music I don't think my mom ever forced me to do anything but I think she would advise on try to have a balance between always having art around but then also being practical okay yeah so it was your 18 year old mind to be like to be practical i don't know what i did yesterday how am i gonna know what i what choices i made when i was 18 brian but that's a big choice to go to college for business but i also feel like when you're a teenager you don't fucking know what you want yeah so who so- who guided you who said darina don't fucking study cello be, be real i don't think my mom would have been anti me studying cello I just think that because we grew up with, we didn't grow up with a lot of money Uh and my dad wouldn't really send money when we were kids. Like, I think that I, I was trying to be practical myself. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I didn't want my mom, like my mom had supported me and my brother and my grandma and my uncle with Down syndrome. Like that's four people by herself. It's like, she's Wonder Woman. What did your mom do? uh, When she, when I was a kid, she worked, um, she grew up as a lawyer. Like she studied law and she became a judge. Whoa. But to get there, it was a while and um, and she, you know, she was struggling financially because jobs in general for women like back then were horrible, yeah. you know, or they didn't respect them or pay well. And like, fortunately, she was always clearly genetic. She was, you know, not taking anyone's shit. Yeah, so yeah. she got to a position where she became a judge. Whoa. Yeah. So then, so I couldn't get away with anything. Really? She <laughs> yes. like, what do you mean? You like you had you had to be like the perfect daughter because like no one. You, you well, fortunately, I'm the young one, so my brother was already perfect. Mm. So I was the one that got away with a little bit more stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I would think 
like with but my we were family, good kids in general though with my family my brother i feel like my brother would get away with more and i wouldn't are you the youngest or oldest yeah my old i'm the youngest so you're I'm, the baby like me yeah and you have one brother one older brother okay how much older two years okay so yeah. mine's seven years older so Whoa. there's a big difference okay there. But you feel like you were able to get away with, oh, okay, because you're like by the time you came out, your mom's like, eh, it's like let her do her thing. Well, I think we were just good kids because we know how stretchy, stressed out she was. We didn't uh, want to give her, her a difficult life, okay. you know. So um, you didn't want to disappoint her. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. we know she worked so hard. Okay. Yeah, she was a. She's still. She's a wonderful mom, and so we so just we didn't want to like you know, stress her out more. So you didn't get into a lot of trouble or anything? No. Wow. And I also couldn't because because people knew who she was in, in Mexicali, like in my hometown. Like, it's like they would tell her. You know, oh, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you didn't, you didn't get into drinking or drugs or anything young? Nope. Like, you were just like the perfect kid? No, I moved to college in San Diego and I was like, party time. Yeah? Yeah. Is that what you moved to like, what is it, like San Diego State or something? Uh, USD. Okay. University of Spoiled Daughters. Yeah. Yeah. I was the only non-spoiled daughter there. (laughs) (laughs) Was it all just like white girls like partying? It was so weird, man. It was a culture shock because it was like 80% white Americans and then like four other Hispanic people who were, who didn't like me and one black guy. Why didn't the Hispanic people like you? It was weird. It was, it was that time where like there was weird, uh, kind of border relations. I mean, there's still weird border relations, but I just mean like we talked about this on the wingers too. Like, like the whole thing of like, if you have a, uh, if if you when they it was Mexican Americans that when I was around them they would speak English, mm-hmm. but if they were around Americans they would speak Spanish. It's like they always kind of wanted their own group, and it was just specific to that group, right? Like I'm not talking about like all Mexican Americans, obviously, yeah, yeah. but there was like a weird thing of like belonging to a group, and and I was one of like the only other Mexicans in that school were like rich Mexicans that came from from Mexico, right? So um so it was weird like it was hard for me to like find my group because I was different and an outcast in every sense of the word, no matter what group I try to hang out with. And eventually like I found, you know, like a cool Mexican American person, a cool American person, a cool, like, you know, like eventually I found my group, but it took me a while because, because people would just, sometimes they're just not as accepting when you're different than them, you know? Even as, you would think like as a, like a Mexican would be like, Oh, there's another Mexican person. But like, you were like, I don't want to say like too Mexican where like you're just like speaking <laughs> Spanish. Well, it's weird. It's like I, I feel like sometimes people are like you're either too white or too brown. <laughs> it's so weird. Well, that's like we talked about the Wenger show where like I get made fun of because I don't speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. So I guess were you, see, were you getting like the opposite reaction? Yeah. Like, you only it's speak weird. Spanish? It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It, you're getting racism from the Mexican-American. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, I don't know if it was necessarily racism. I think just, it's just a matter of like once you find your people, it's like you get that you're in that circle and you just trust each other and it's hard to bring other people in that circle. That's true. Yeah. Uh, that's and what, I'm sure there it goes both ways. Right. Like I did grow up in a dumb society where we thought, oh, like, well, these people aren't real Mexicans, you know, which is so dumb, you know, or, to think that. Saying, but that's how we grew up. So maybe there was that stupid prejudice of like, oh, maybe this girl thinks she's better than us or something. You know what I mean? You're saying you like your beliefs. You were saying like because the the Mexicans that live in America aren't true Mexicans. That's that's how uh, the society I grew up in. That's kind of how we thought, which uh-huh. was a dumb thing to do. Uh-huh. But that's kind of what you think, because like we like when I was a kid, like I mean, I I in I think every place, every country has their own types of racism, mm-hmm. you know, and that was one of them for us, you know, like we're like, oh well, Chicanos or Mexican Americans are just like. They're not really Mexican, which the, is a dumb thing goes. to say. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. yeah, you know, it's and it's and it's weird. And I'm I'm glad I don't think like that anymore. Uh-huh. But when you're a kid, you just think what society runs you think. Yeah. Well, you right. 
you are a product of your environment mm-hmm. and like that's how you and that's, that's why you, you know you have to not be a sheep and fight to not think like everyone else around you because that's dangerous so you're you're able to do that as a child and like growing yeah, up and I, like, but i think that's because of my mom like oh, my because, mom was very different than most moms in mexico uh-huh yeah well you see a judge yeah, yeah. <laughs> well you know, just in general i mean she was very Everyone was like, oh, you're divorced. You need to get remarried. Uh, and she's like, no, I don't. She's like, yeah, you need to get married and just be a housewife. Mm-hmm. And she's like, fuck that. I'm going to be a judge. Yeah. 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 But that's, you know, the mentality of like doing the same thing everyone else is doing. Because mm-hmm. if you do something different, then you're an enemy. Yeah. And that's wrong. And then then you have no one like with you. You're mm-hmm. just like a lonely outcast. Yes. Mm. Which is why I grew up goth. well it can be a scary thing like thinking differently and people like not conforming to other people Mm -hmm. and then like you think you're the weirdo which you kind of are but it's not necessarily a bad thing right you're just like oh i like this instead of like all you guys like all these other crap yeah and we all grow up with our own prejudices not just about uh you know dumb things about race and and you know thinking we know what people are because of the way they look or the way they behave but just i mean we grew up thinking tattoos were bad we know we like it's so dumb you Mm -hmm. know like like now almost like half of my friends have tattoos like all over their bodies it's not a big deal (laughs) but when we were kids that was bad well you know same with my parents i wonder if it's mexican i wonder if we're like like super the culture yeah yeah because um because my my mom like hates tattoos she's like you never get a tattoo. Don't get it on your arms mm-hmm. because, like, if you reach for a handshake, they're going to see tattoos on your arms. Especially if it's, like, a tattoo of a penis or something. Yeah, yeah, something ridiculous. <laughs> you should get a tattoo of a penis. Like, just ejaculate With their name, your like, it says, should say Brian's penis. Yeah. <laughs> this is my penis. Like, yeah. Or, to, like, to or it should say Beardo on the penis, and then you should have a beard on the balls. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so Thought of your tattoo. Thanks. You're welcome. That'll be my first one. <laughs> but, no, that's how my mom was. She doesn't like tattoos yeah. because... She, I guess it, but it was fear of judgment from other people. Exactly. So yeah. she's saying like, oh, like only trashy people get tattoos. Yeah. But, That's but, what we used to think. Yeah. It's so dumb. But now everybody has it. Yeah. Well, I wonder if it's just like in LA because like people are like artsy. And I do like, wonder that if we're in some form of bubble because although it's it's interesting because uh, working at Google, what I, uh, as much as, you know, no company's perfect. It, what One of the things I really enjoyed about working there is that it didn't matter what you looked like. It didn't matter what you what you wear. See, that's the thing. You know, like, like it's just like we are you're you're hired for your talent. And that's yeah. that's the most important thing. You know, that's the thing. Like, like it's a more liberal company. Well, I don't know. I don't like the word liberal. Well, I disagree with some liberals. <laughs> well, no, no, OK, yeah. uh, there's levels of liberalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But liberal in a sense of like you don't have to come up, come in a business suit every day. Right. Like, exactly like like like, you, be, like like being in a like wearing a business suit doesn't define how professional you are yeah or, or can be like with my yeah. job i can have a beard for my job like right. like a conservative kind of type job i wouldn't be able to have a beard right or i'd have to have like a perfect or green haircut. hair or like yeah or tattoos yeah yeah, yeah. so but now but I, I wonder if that is an la thing or just like these, or like big cities that yeah aren't um you know yeah like maybe small towns aren't like that as much i don't know i don't know because even if you drive down south to Orange County, it's a little bit more traditional than here, it, right? Is it? That's what I hear. Oh, I don't know. Excuse me. I'm like perfect. I, it was so weird. I was at a P.F. Chang's bar area in Orange County, and I had heard that people a little bit more conservative or traditional there. Mm-hmm. And this guy, really loud guy, with his girlfriend, sat down next to me and uh, Brennan, and and they were playing women's basketball. Mm-hmm. And he's like, can we change this to real sports? Mm-hmm. And like, and then he asked the, 
And, you know, I, I, I felt Brennan's like hand on my shoulder, like, do not please. Don't. Oh, you're going to engage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so he asked the, the, the waiter who was uh, a Spanish speaker. So I, I had been talking to the waiter and uh-huh. we've been like, you know, we were friends by then. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he, he asked him to change the channel to like baseball. And I'm like, and also I just went, I'm like, oh, so you think baseball is a more entertaining sport than women's basketball, uh-huh. you know, like, and, and it was funny because his girlfriend looks so just sad to be there with him. Like, yeah. that's what, that's the only reason I spoke up because I felt bad for her. Uh-huh. And she actually kind of gave me a smile, <laughs> you know, and like, funny. yeah. So anyways. Well, no, cause like that is the douchey, like conservative, like, like macho guy who's that's like, so weird. Let's just watch guys play baseball. Yeah. And, but and I, I know Cody is like, how dare you? Cody's but, from the OC. Yeah, no, the or, baseball. He oh, loves God, the baseball. Oh, baseball's the worst. Well, both Christian and Cody love it, right? Uh, well, I don't know if Christian still watches, but he used to play. Yeah, I, I played too, and, and like it was fun until like it got too serious, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, why am I? Why? There's just I don't have enough time to watch. Like, and I like sports, but like if I, I'm gonna pick my sports, and I just baseball's on the bottom yeah with golf you know i'd much <laughs> rather watch hockey and soccer like those are sports that i find entertaining uh, okay yeah yeah but do you like invest in them like where like, i grew up with, i mean i grew up with soccer just because uh, of my culture right so i used to you stick I with still it watch like, soccer. like you know like the lineup and like blah, blah, blah. Yep. Oh. soccer is the only sport that i've always watched since uh-huh. i was a kid and then i used to watch basketball when i was a kid and i lost interest uh-huh. and now i'm a new hockey fan like when i moved to la i became a king's fan when uh-huh. i started going to the games and it's hockey so fun because it's basically soccer on ice yeah it's awesome that's it's but it's, with fights yeah i love those <laughs> it's kinetic it's always moving and mm-hmm. and like you just like think like how can these guys do this on skates? yeah it's super impressive yeah yeah it's amazing even the referees like they're, are they're skating, on skate. I'm like, damn! Yeah. Even the referees are badasses. The refs have to be like these buff dudes who yeah. can like skate around exactly. and like avoid these guys colliding with them. Yep. Yeah. So, so you are into sports and music and movies. So, you're like, you're like just all all around person. I, I mean, I I think I need all the things to be to keep myself entertained. You get bored easily. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I, I'll be like, oh, I can't wait to have a day for myself. Uh-huh. And after like three hours of sitting on the couch, I'm going to text a friend. Really? <laughs> yes. So you need that, that connection? I that... love hanging out with people. Really? Yeah, I you... love this stuff. I love conversation. I love going to concerts with my friends. It's my favorite you thing. You post concerts like daily. Yes. Like I go literally to... daily. Yes, I know it's exhausting for all of you, but <laughs> I love going to concerts. I don't even There's know. There's nothing like live music. There's concerts every day though? Like I only yes. know a few You live venues. in LA. There's several concerts like what like every night and i'm so sad i can't go to all of them i always have to choose one what oh because there's there's two on a tuesday yeah there's like 10 on a tuesday really yes there's so many venues in la i know i know palladium the roxy well you know the big ones right but there's smaller ones and those those everywhere there's some downtown uh there's uh the teragram ballroom it's a it's a great one it's a smaller venue Uh um and there's um the what's it called there's another one I go to a lot. The Regent downtown. Sounds um, familiar. Yeah. Uh, but that's where I'm a huge Spotify person. Mm-hmm. So anything I've discovered throughout the years, mm-hmm. like all those smaller bands, those are the bands I go see in L.A. Okay. And and it's great because they're like 20 bucks, you know, tickets. Yeah, they're not big yet. And so... they're amazing live. Yeah, it's yeah. great. I love it. So you're able to go daily? like? No, I can't. I don't have time or money. <laughs> but I go, but I try to go, I probably go to about 20 to 30 concerts a year. A year. Mm-hmm. It feels like you go like a month. I know. <laughs> well, sometimes I go to like a concert every week, right? Uh-huh. 
And then sometimes I don't go for a couple of weeks or so. Okay. But there's, that's really like live music. There's nothing like it. As much as I love movies yeah. and TV, it, live mu- there's, I, I, if I had to choose one, I would choose live music. Really? Mm-hmm. It's great. Like when you see somebody like actual like talent, like mm-hmm. performing in front of you, it's really, it's, it's great. But it's also sound is different than something that's visual, right? Like I can appreciate filmmaking and it's art and it's incredible, uh-huh. but a film without music is not the same to me. Yeah. You know, and so... Um, the, the, the way we perceive, uh, audio Mm -hmm. is so fascinating to me because it's not tangible, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and so it's, and we're, and we can't see it, we can't visualize it. So we can, we were more so feeling it. It's, it's an, you feel it on an an emotional level. Yeah. Like how, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's like, if you want to make me cry, you can, you can play a piece of music much more than seeing some movie. Some movie where it's like, okay, now it's time to cry because uh, this it's the sad part in the movie. Right, exactly. Like, yeah. like that's why, you know, we get into fights about it. But that's why, I didn't, like, Infinity War didn't hit me because the music wasn't emotional for me. Oh, you feel yeah. like the score wasn't there. Yeah, and so whereas, like, if I watch E.T., the ending, I would be a mess. Yeah. Because of the music. Oh. John Williams? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good job, Brian. Well, I'm sure he did all Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> I was <laughs> trying to give you props. Uh, but, yeah, that was very easy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, well, especially with like comic book movies, we talked about this before too, like stuff where it's like four quadrant, just like, like in the middle of the road, like this is like background sa- music. Yeah. yeah. Like this, I, I can't get connected to it. Like when I watch, I did commentaries with the wangers for like all the Marvel movies mm-hmm. and like Cody, by Marvel. Do you mean Fox and MCU or, or just one of them? Just strictly MCU. Okay. Yeah. So like when we had to watch like like uh the first captain america mm-hmm. and cody's like weeping at the end mm-hmm. and i'm like why like <laughs> i don't get it yeah but like i guess like for him it's just like he connects mm-hmm. with the character but mm-hmm. i'm just like this is so dumb this is just like <laughs> bad versus evil yeah. and but then you know what i take people to watch blade runner with me and they fall asleep and yeah. i'm crying every time roy batty delivers that monologue to mm-hmm. vangelis's score okay you know so it's so you're you're crying because of the monologue both or- both of the both of them to that score yeah yeah there's nothing that gets me like if you want to see me cry you just play that at the the end of blade runner Mm -hmm. okay yeah every time i hate it Uh uh-huh what else makes you like just ball really bad tacos (laughs) there's your there's your funny (laughs) side coming out again (laughs) see i can be funny i'm not just goth (laughs) yeah but like okay like in a well what, what movie makes you cry um movies where like someone triumphs at the end like, like a Rudy? Yeah. Or even like, it doesn't have to be like a... Like, like a, a sports. Yeah. Like Deadport Society. I haven't seen that. <gasps> I think you would like it. I didn't grow up in the 80s like you did. I think you would like it. Probably. What year did you... Were you uh, I was born, born 90. Okay. Yeah. So you're... I was going to say you're 19. <laughs> it's not I can 2009. do math. <laughs> <laughs> so you're one almost more 30. I'm about to... Well, I just turned 29, yeah. Oh, that's... Okay. When was your birthday? Uh, February. Did I say happy birthday? No, I don't care about okay, it. Okay, well, yeah. yeah, you're like me where you don't celebrate it. Well, it's like why? I can understand if like you want to get together with friends and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's like it's 29. Yeah. Like who gives a fuck? I stop. Yeah, I don't even, I don't care. After 30, I was like, fuck it. But, I don't care. But for women, isn't like a whole month thing? No, there's no such thing as for women or for men unless it's sex toys. Okay. Well, no, because uh, men can have some, I guess. Have some what? Sex toys that women use. That's true. I guess you could technically use any sex toy. So yeah, so there's no such so thing as no for women thing. or for men. But I'm saying I know more women that will celebrate their whole month than men who are like, it's my birthday month. I don't, I don't, 
You don't care no. about your birthday? No. At all? And I don't think any of my girlfriends do either. Oh, they don't? No. Okay. And then maybe it's just my... Um, maybe it's the people you hang out with. It's, yeah, it's my yeah. vapid uh, girlfriends. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I gotta... I gotta like... You're also possibly, I think in general, it's not a, a guy or girl thing. I think uh, younger people celebrate, make a bigger deal of birthdays. That's, that's the thing. I feel like after 21, like birthdays don't really matter yeah unless it's like you're 30 or you're 40 or 50 right like i make a deal, big deal about uh halloween but yeah. not my birthday why do you care about halloween because it's like the coolest holiday ever and it's well, all the fun horror things and the well, why because cool, it's cool and you get to dress <laughs> up and you get to go to haunted mazes and you get to do all this fun halloween stuff and go to uh horror movie festivals it's like uh -huh. a really happy time for me it's like christmas for other people halloween is for me why do you feel like that though? Like why? It makes why, me happy. The 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 horrorness. Yes. The horrifying. I death love and destruction yes. and blood and guts and everything. It like I told like I said earlier, it makes it makes me face my fears, mm. and it's a different type of filmmaking. I think horror in general, really good horror movies, are different than most films. I think that because they're not just. The, it's not just the way the the psychology behind it and, and, and what the story is saying where you're analyzing existence, like I said earlier, uh -huh. but visually, like if you see a John Carpenter movie, um, like the the practical effects, you know, or like or Cronenberg, right? Like the fly, like yeah. there's nothing there's not most movies don't look like that. Yeah. Most movies don't gross you out. Most movies don't. Uh, make you uncomfortable yeah you know there's it, just like a visceral reaction to it yeah that like you can't explain it but like you just feel uncomfortable yeah and you like that well because it because it makes you think I, uh, I like i like art that that isn't it, it's art that's that is formulaic and i know what's gonna how it's gonna end yeah is boring to me yeah right yeah. uh like I, I i want art that challenges me and that makes me uncomfortable so i can think about it and 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 i feel like that helps me evolve as a human like you more than surface level stuff. Correct. That's like. why I don't like the generic formulaic movies like like uh, Avengers Age of Ultron or like a uh, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. Yeah, like it's like just, it's just I know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's. Oh, but what about fighting with my family? Have, I like see, that a lot. See, that's that that's kind of formulaic, though. Yeah. But yeah. I liked it. It's not something that I'd be like, oh, I'm dying to see it again. Yeah, yeah. But I enjoyed it. See, I cried during that movie because at the end she gets. She like worked her ass off. And yeah, she's triumphant and she becomes the champion, even though it's like uh, it's written. But maybe she, she worked for it. Yeah, but may maybe it's generic in the way of like you know what type of story it is. Yeah, but if it's well written. Yeah, and and directed yeah. and edited, like it changes it, right? Like that like there's also superhero movies that are generic that I like. Uh huh. You know, like they're. I I mean I still love Winter Soldier. Yeah. You know, that's like a just a fun action sort of spy movie. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe it is generic, but it, the action scenes and the fight scenes are shot really well. Yeah. And that's from like a filmmaking perspective. Like it's not a super deep movie, yeah. but it's well done enough where it's entertaining. Mm. It's so, not going to make me cry, yeah. but I'm going to enjoy watching it. Because it is deeper than just like bad versus evil. And, exactly. Although, you know, Doctor good. Strange did make me cry though. Why? Uh, when uh, Tilda Swinton's character, the ancient one, is talking to mm. him in the balcony and she's talking about her death. She kind of gives like a Blade Runner monologue. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, it's not about you. Mm. You know, she says that and I'm like, yes. I was so into that. So you like like thinking of existence and all this shit. Mm -hmm. I love it so much. But why? You're looking for the answer or you're just like, there is no answer? We don't know. That's what I'm trying to find out, Brian. But, so you're still trying to find out. Yeah, but I don't know if I'll find out. 
So I just I just like I think it's helped me uh be a better human. Okay. Be a less shitty human if you want to say that. Because if I because if I'm thinking about life on a larger scale, uh-huh. is I know it's not about me. You know, if I'm thinking about mm. just the stupid daily routine shit of like stuff that doesn't matter. I want to think about stuff that matters because that makes me be less of an asshole and 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 makes me live my life in a way that I think is more noble than just, you know, oh my phone broke. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I'm so mad. Like, uh, who gives a shit? Yeah, it's yeah. a fucking phone. Who cares? Yeah. So you you like the like the bigger picture mm-hmm. where you feel like insignificant mm-hmm. in a world of. I love feeling small. Yes. You like feeling that mm-hmm. feeling? Isn't it scary though? Yes, but in and a good like way that. because it, I like scary things like that too. Like if you're just sitting in nature and you're looking at the stars and you're listening to like fucking Pink Floyd yeah. or whatever, like that stuff is great. Mm-hmm. That's the type. That's how I like feeling small. Because I feel like it makes me feel less alone and it makes me feel like I'm more connected to nature and like other humans. It also makes you feel like like deep down we're just animals. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Which we are. We are animals. Yes. But we have a conscience. We have like just like a, a more evolved brain mm-hmm. where we can see introspectively, if, mm-hmm. if that's the right word, where like we can understand and think about these things. We're like. A bear isn't like, what is life? Right. You know? That we know of. <laughs> that we, that, well, yeah. What if bears are smarter than us? What if they're like super contemplative <laughs> and they can understand everything? Yeah. And look at these fucking idiot humans. Yeah. They're just like, that's why I'm going to eat them. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm so cute and fluffy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that, that's how, like, how it is where mm-hmm. it's like we are these creatures who are just like, why? Yeah. And why do you think people, why do you think movies and music and, and all of these different art forms are so big? Like, why do you think everybody, even people that aren't aren't deep, you know, deep thinkers, like they still relate to them because it's not just a a matter of being entertaining. It's not entertainment only. Right. It's also an it's escapism. And it's it's just uh, also I think people don't want to just think about the day to day routine things that don't matter as much. Even if they don't know it, you know? Yeah. Like, subconsciously, they just want to escape and just be like, yeah. they want to see Captain Marvel kick someone's ass. Yeah. It's not just that, I don't think. It's I mean, sometimes just... you do. Like, yeah. I think, I mean, sometimes I want to see a stupid, I love stupid movies. I love bad movies, too. Yeah. But, like, sometimes I want brainless things where I don't have to think all the time. Yeah. But I, I need both. You need the balance of mm-hmm. both. Okay. So you're saying, like, why do people, why do you think, like, the majority, or not even majority, like, why are movies... And music so popular. Mm-hmm. Just it's just that visceral react, that emotional level that we yes. connect to it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and and it also makes you also as much as I think people can complain about humanity and how they get annoyed at other humans. I think at the end of the day, people realize that we need other humans to survive, and so those types of things connect us as well. Like any any sort of art form connects us as people. Mm-hmm. Mm. What do you, like how do you mean connects us like like, like if, if you're, we enjoy if a you're, laugh together yeah exactly yeah. or if you're or if you're watching um or even just as a creator like a filmmaker you make something that touches other people right uh-huh. you're connecting in that way with an audience and the audience is connecting with you uh-huh right yeah what do you, what do you say so the audience connects with the filmmaker yeah both like you're you're so. there's another way to touch people by your art as well as a as a creator, yeah, the audience is accepting of the message, or ex- and can relate re- to recept- whatever message you're. And not all of the audience, obviously, but yeah. but you can connect to some of them. And it and it's and I think that it's it's that's where you find like understanding in each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why you know 
I have my friends that I go see all these snobby artsy things. Yeah. And then I have my friends where I can just go see a stupid fun blockbuster. Uh-huh. So you need both. You do. Yeah, I guess I do. I do like the balance, but I do. I do like the deeper movies or it's like, I like the discussing of the movies afterwards, yeah. like the favorite. I, I like that. I love movie. the favorite. I like talking about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, like Emma Stone's character was really this, like yeah. the whole time. Rachel Weisz. So she was good. great. Olivia Colt. They're all great. Olivia such Cole a good the movie. Yeah. So good. After the movie. She was so good at being like an asshole, but also someone that you feel so much sympathy for. Olivia Coleman's character. Yes, the queen. She was she, she was the asshole? She was, yeah. I would say Rachel Weisz was the asshole. No, they were all assholes. But I, I would say Rachel Weisz was manipulating Olivia. They all were. But how was Olivia Cole? Well, she was more of like, she was the queen, right? So she was yeah. more of like a baby. She was like an asshole the in the sense. Child. Exactly. She yeah. was an asshole in that way that mm-hmm. she wanted everything, and, like people to cater to her mm-hmm. uh, because she felt so lonely, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why you sympathize with her. But then at the end of the movie, she learns how to manipulate the people around her because after she's been manipulated the whole movie. She was manipulated by Emma Stone. Or both by, of them. by both. Yeah, they were both competing for her yeah. approval, right? And, and you think at one point she realized that and she, she turned the tables on them? I and- think so, yeah. Well, I like the very last, yeah. the very, very last scene Yeah, where she's like, you know what? Get on your knees and just do this. Exactly. And like, you're nothing. Yeah. Hmm. That's what, that's what I got from it. Okay. Why did you like it so much? The, it was funny. I like that, like, that <laughs> deep was. humor, yeah. uh, the dark humor. The performances were great. Mm-hmm. I like the cinematography the, and stuff. I didn't, I liked the cinematography, but I didn't like the wide angles. Okay. I, I didn't care for those fisheye for some reason. Right. But um, it was funny. It was dark. It was just like. And the dynamic between them, to, between, like, the characters, like, Emma Stone's character, when you do think about it, like, oh, she was manipulative from the beginning. Mm-hmm. When she was, like, going, when the queen came in and she coughed, she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just sick from, like, getting that, the stuff for your right. leg. Right, And, like, you think it's cute in the beginning. Like, when you first see it, she's like, oh, like, she's just kind of, like, bragging that she helped the queen. But, like, it's her putting on a front, being a con man. So you, you, you thought she was actually, like, a good person when she first came in? Initially... You see, didn't. You didn't see that. No. Oh, I. It's thought, interesting. Yeah, I mean, well, I knew she. I knew she was gonna immediately like try to get her way up the ladder. If that makes sense. Yeah, but I thought like in a traditional sense of like, oh, working your way up the corporate ladder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, I see what you're saying. We're like, yeah. okay, like she's gonna she's gonna work in the in the kitchen or yeah. just like go through the steps and then like she does want to be by the queen's side, mm-hmm. but then eventually I realize like, oh, she's not as good a person as I mm-hmm. thought she was. Yeah. But you knew she was a bitch from the beginning. I mean, I figured she would be. I don't know if mm. I was uh, super serious. Uh, what's it called? Uh, um, or you were, you were like thinking ahead and just like, okay, she's, she might turn. Yeah, I wasn't like convinced immediately, but I, it wasn't surprised if that makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, but th- those are the movies I like, right? Where like yeah. they're showing humans that are doing shitty things, but can also behave in a noble way at the same time. Like we're like, they're, like we're, they're showing humans be gray and yeah. not just like complete dicks That's because, a- because most people aren't black and white, right? Yeah. Like most of us do make mistakes, but at the end of the day, we're also trying to survive and be good. That's the thing. We're like, no one's just like, Oh, I'm the evil bad guy. And I do nothing but evilness. Like there has to be that gray area where it's like, Oh, I do have a conscience. I don't want to do this, but yeah. I have to. Exactly. And yeah. Did you see Vice? I did, but I turned it off. Not because I didn't like, I didn't hate it. I just got kind of bored. Yeah. And that, I had so many Oscar movies to see. So I was like, eh. Uh, 
Even though I love Sam Rockwell. I love that actor. And and exactly. That's why I was like, meh. So you got to his part because he was like towards the end yeah. or like middle-ish. I don't remember. Middle-ish. I just remember I was just like, this is fine, but it's, I don't understand why it's not. Like uh, half of the movies that were nominated last year for Best Picture, I did not understand why. Exactly. I didn't get yeah. There were so many other movies that were better. Like someone posted like Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like, these are the 10 movies. And I was like, five shouldn't be there. I agreed. Yeah. But Vice was another, was a, not another, but it was a, it was a thing where I'm like, Adam McKay's painting Dick Cheney as just like this evil, yep. no nonsense bad guy, and mm-hmm. I was like, it kind of came off cartoony. Cartoonish, agreed. Yeah, or it's like I I'm agree. the bad guy. I'm twirling my mustache, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, doing it's not it. a believable human character. No, and there were like, not saying he's this like amazing person or anything. Yeah, but but I'm sure that but it's it's more believable when you when you have when you have the characters have human traits. Yeah. And there, there were like hints of humanity within him mm-hmm. where like his daughter came out as a lesbian and he's like, mm-hmm. what are we going to do? Right. Like I'm, I'm running on this campaign of like traditional marriage. Mm-hmm. And then the, and then Amy Adams comes and is like, you know what to do. Mm-hmm. And it, it is like kind of like villainy where mm-hmm. it's just like cartoonish. Like, What was your favorite movie last year? I think the favorite. Okay. But if I can, uh, I can uh, accept that. Yeah. Because that's a good one. Yeah. Well, we talked about the Wangers. Like I really liked. Mr. Rogers, the documentary. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I, so good. I bawled my eyes out every I've never time. cried at a movie so much yeah. in my life. Like, I was a mess in that movie. Uh, yeah, and I I felt, well, because I got in, because I was, like, bawling, like, tears, like, coming right. out. And I was, like, wiping my eyes. Yeah. I don't want to do like, people, like, look. I'm sure, like, everyone else was pr- crying, uh-huh. probably. Yeah. But uh, that was the one that was just, like, what was, what was the part in the movie that got you the, the most? Whole time. The whole well, time. Well, because I grew up with him, right? He was yeah. like my TV babysitter. Yeah. Right? Like, I that's I watched PBS as a kid. I, I watched him. I watched Bob Ross. Mm-hmm. I watched, like, Shiny Time Station. Like, all those 80s kid shows. The public, um, cal- public acid yeah. access. Exactly. Yeah. Public acid, acid. also could have worked yeah. with Bob Ross. Uh, but, um, but Mr. Rogers, I just have so much respect for that guy because he treated kids with respect in the sense that he didn't dumb things down for them. Yeah. You know, and, and he talked about all these big topics like divorce and death in a way that kind of respecting that kids have the same emotions as adults. Yeah. And that's important for kids to grow up to not be assholes instead of just showing them like, look at this cat, eat this mouse. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're like, you're, they're not idiots. Right. Well, he not knew- saying that I don't like, you know, like Tom Looney Jerry. Tunes. Yeah, yeah. I love that shit, but, no, but, but it's he, good to have that. He understood that kids do have these feelings and these emotions. Mm-hmm. They just can't articulate them. Exactly. Or don't really understand why they're feeling this certain way. Yeah. And he's trying to explain that to them or show them that it's okay to feel sad sometimes. Yeah. And even like when he, like when he would sing with like a kid, a little kid in a wheelchair, you know, like most of the time people are like, oh, that's like a cheesy song. It's like, no, you believed like kindness just exuded out of this man. It's like he really cared for people. He cared to make a good impact in society and, and help make humans, you know, good people. And, yeah. and, and it's completely genuine through the screen, you yeah. know, and, and when he did that thing where like. Uh, he had uh, who was the the uh, was it a police officer that or was a bla- or that or, or no there was a black guy that that was one of the characters yeah, yeah. where uh, he basically had a kiddie pool yeah and he put water in it and he made him and and he himself took off his shoes yeah and so you could see the two colors of the skin or whatever yeah in a pool in a kiddie pool together and uh, he was making a statement about how we're all the same yeah. You know, and and uh, in a in a really simple way, yeah. That that was so smart, and and just showing like it's it we're all the same. It doesn't matter what we look like. Well, it was, it was at a time when pools were segregated, mm-hmm. and then he was just showing like it's okay for like us to share the same pool. Exactly. And and 
not dumbing it down and be like, well, black guy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it is, it was more meaningful. Yeah. 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 I've never, like, I've cried at movies before where it's like one scene. Mr. Rogers was like the entire movie. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because, like, the whole theater, like, when it was over, everyone's just like sniffling. Like, we're all just a mess. It was, Yeah, yeah. yeah. My my biggest moment from that was the Senate hearing. Mm-hmm. That was good. That that to me, like I like the like the triumph thing. Like he he did this deposition or whatever you mm-hmm. call it, where like he gave this whole speech, and at the end, the the senators, whoever congressman, mm-hmm. was like, you know, what? like we do need mm-hmm. access or uh, funding for the arts. And he and he described it in such a, a simple way to like help him understand yeah. why we need that. You know. Yeah, and then like stuff like that, where like. Like, you can't really, like, tell somebody. Yeah. Because, like, if you tell somebody something, like, they're not going to understand it and they're not going to, like, listen to you. No. But if you show them mm-hmm. or you make them feel something, like, um, there was a scene where he has, like, a puppet next to another guy. And I think it was, like, for an interview. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was, the guy was, like, you, so you talk to puppets or something? Like, he didn't really, like, believe his shtick. Right. And then, like, he started talking to the puppet and he's, like, wow, this, I do feel something and this does actually work. Right. So that's a, that's another moment that yeah, got me. Yeah, it was it was really good. I was so mad at the Oscars for not nominating it. Right? Like, what the fuck was that about? So dumb. I, they I gave Bohemian Rhapsody like four Oscars, and yeah. <laughs> just yeah, I hate. Anyways, but I haven't seen Free Solo, but I'm sure it's good. I hear good things. about it. I didn't it. see it either. Yeah, but did you see uh, uh, what's the Hulu documentary about skateboarding? No, I didn't. That was a good one too. Okay, that one deals with a lot of like, do you know what it's about? Yeah. Like, I just never saw it. I forgot what it's called. But uh, there's there's so much good stuff out there that yeah. it's so hard. Like, I wish I had just a month where I could just sit and watch all the TV because there's so much yeah. cool stuff. And, and, like, way more than when we were kids. Yeah. Where you just had, like, TV channels. You there's know? almost too much. We're like, I yeah. can't get to it all. And like, Yeah, I'm like, gonna... I, I finally, now that I've had a little more time lately because I was so busy, mm. I finally started watching Netflix again. And um, I just finished Sex Education. If you oh, haven't yeah. seen it, it's great. Sex Education? Yeah, it's with Jillian Anderson, who mm-hmm. I will watch all her shows because she always makes good choices, like mm-hmm. Hannibal and The Fall, and she does great shit. Uh, but it's a really good show, and it's it's uh, it, she's a sex therapist, and she has a son that um, has issues. Like He's like in high school, and he has issues with... Uh, kind of sexually repressed like himself because of his own upbringing and like maybe because his mom is a sex therapist uh, you know like dealing with all those themes of like he's still a virgin and he wants to have sex but doesn't know how and all these things and oh it's kind of like um like uh like he it's kind of ironic that like the son of a sex therapist is like having these issues yeah and 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 he starts actually giving sex therapy advice two other high schoolers with with this girl who's like helping him like make money off of it but and, he, but he hadn't had sex. Himself. No, but he, but he knows everything his mom has, you oh, know, studied, right? Uh-huh, yeah. And so, but it's just, it just looks at sex in a, in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. It looks at more. It, it's kind of not just uh, breaking taboos mm-hmm. about how we see sex in a, as a society, but just treating, you know, teenagers and adults both in with respect as to like how we all have issues dealing with this mm-hmm. and we and and we should just look at it in a more natural way and talk about it and and. Because we don't, you know. Well, that that is the thing, too. Like, going back to, like, Mr. Rogers, like, treating kids who, like, understand these things. Like, when you get a, to a teenager, mm-hmm. like, they're going through this, too. And you have to talk to them as if they were adults. Right. And understand and what they're going through and all that. Yeah, I mean, I just said this on, I think it was on Collider Live that Brett and Harloff both have little girls. Mm-hmm. And, and they get very, you know, dad 
like dad dad like where they're like oh once she get, becomes older i'm gonna keep her in like mm. a mountain and i'm like yeah like your daughters are gonna have sex one day yeah, and yeah. you need to be okay with this yeah, like yeah. this is this is happening uh -huh. you know it's this weird thing that people have like claim ownership over their kids and i'm like no like this you you did it mm. they're gonna do it too and you need and, and it's better to talk about it in a natural healthy way than not to talk about it and make it look like it's a bad thing because it's not yeah, so when the daughter does think it's a bad thing or something, then she'll like sneak away and exactly. do it like in the wrong way mm -hmm. or something dangerous. Well, it's better to be educated and because it is normal. Like we yeah. literally, we all do it. Yeah, it's well, like eating and sleeping. Eating, sleeping, but sex. more fun. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I enjoy eating. I do too. You're right. They're both great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I understand. So is it a, is it a comedy? The sex education on Netflix, sort of. It's yeah, a, it's like kind of like a dry like humor type. Yeah, thing. yeah. Okay. No, it's it's really fun and it's a, got a great like retro vibe and good soundtrack too. Is good, it good set in the '90s? I don't think so. I forget. Or is it current? I don't know, but it's got this retro vibe. It just it's just really good. It's I good. really recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's all these things that like are on Netflix and in the movies and like all the stuff that we don't hear about because all the main ones get all the attention mm -hmm. and like you see the Avengers all over. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel I know it's kind of sad that I don't. Did you grow up with comic books like I did? No, I didn't get my first one until I was like 23. Okay. Yeah. But was it superhero related? Uh, two of them were. One was sex related. Have you heard of Sex Criminals? Of course I have. It's yeah. a great comic by yeah. Matt Fraction and Chip Zdarsky. Yeah, and they yeah. had, I think they were going to make it into a show. Well, I just saw, I was at a, whoa, my voice sounds louder. Am I like doing the microphone right? Um, no, uh, I just saw, I was at Emerald City Comic Con in Seattle and yeah. Chip Zdarsky was there. Uh -huh. I don't know how you say his name, but he's hilarious. Is he's he? so funny. Yeah. And he was on stage being interviewed for Sex Criminals. Yeah. And because he does the art and, and I think writes a little bit with Matt. Mm. But um, but he ended up um, spooning with the interviewer and mm. they were the both dudes were just like on the couch doing the interview and they were just being so funny. And he started unbuttoning buttoning his shirt and huh. it was this whole it, he's great. Wow. I love him. Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed the comic because it's good when I first like my I, had, I met a buddy who was like super into comic books and I, I had no idea like what to do because mm -hmm. I asked him. He's like, it's like it's like learning how to watch TV for the first time because mm -hmm. there's so many like shows and issues and all this yes. stuff so when i went to the store like the the main girl she's like i wanted a batman one i think my first one was a batman comic do you and remember then, which one i don't know it's probably over there somewhere okay not sure but then the other one was sex criminals okay. and she's like oh it's about these these guys who uh when they have sex time stops mm -hmm. and they rob banks yeah and i was like oh yeah that sounds cool yeah so like what happens and then i, I read it and i enjoyed it yeah no it's great and it's a. Uh... It's funny because I grew up with superhero comics uh, and then I stopped reading them when I became an adult and I started reading more of that type of stuff, like more of like the indie alternative comics the and image comics. And exactly. Yeah. And uh, like IDW. And, and I got really into uh, Brian K. Vaughn is my favorite author. Uh -huh. And so he did Saga. He's most famous for that, uh -huh. it's, which is like a really cool sci-fi um, book with a... Um, I think it's Fiona Staples is the artist. It's really cool. But my favorite of his is Why the Last Man. Uh -huh. So if you haven't read that, that's my favorite comic book series. And they're actually turning it into an FX TV show. Mm -hmm. And it's about literally like all every man on earth dies from this weird disease except for this one guy. Mm -hmm. And so it's just him and women. Oh. So it's a really interesting like sort of dystopian future um, story. 
where it, he's the last man. Mm-hmm. It's him did. and his his uh, male monkey pet, <laughs> and a bunch and a bunch of women that start running things. So it's a really fascinating story. But it but it, it's funny. Both. Oh, it's just like all around. It's just, just like an adult, uh-huh. like alternative type comic book. What's it called again? Why the Last Man? Why the Last Man? Yeah. Have you heard of the Wicked and the Divine? Yeah, I haven't read it though. That's that's another one that people were recommending to me when I first started, but I never got into that. Did you? What about um, another one I like by Joe Hill, who's uh, Stephen King's son? Mm. Uh, uh, Lock and Key is a really cool horror comic, mm. and that I think I think they're making a series. They made like a pilot, but mm. I don't know what they're doing. But it's really good too. Mm. I think. Oh, my first uh, comic was Batman sixty six. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. When that's what's weird. Like I asked if you grew up with comics because it's so weird to have grown up, you know, with the batman and x-men like cartoons and comics and now to be kind of oversaturated by all of these superhero movies like i kind of feel spoiled yeah but at the same time it's like kind of obnoxious that you know avengers and star wars and all these things that i loved as a kid well not so much the avengers but like because i liked x-men yeah uh, more so than the avengers but it's weird that now we have so much of it that i get sick of it yeah and I want to see something different, which is probably why I read other comics and, well, and, and because, like other movies. Also because you're older. Maybe. Well, because like I'm but sure. But I still watch like the Michael Keaton movies and I enjoy them a lot. Well, because that's like a nostalgia thing, no? Well, Michael Keaton's perfect. He's good. He's perfect. He's all right. He's perfect. Uh, <laughs> did you see? And it? Michelle Viver's perfect too. She's good. She's uh, a great Catwoman. Did you see when... Uh, Michael Keaton thought he was going to win the Oscar and they called Eddie Redmayne's name and he puts his, his thank you note back. Oh, did he do that? I think. Aww. Yeah. He was, he was happy. The what's it called? That movie one though. Spotlight. He was in. Oh, oh, one best picture. Yeah. Okay. That's a good movie. There was a, yeah, there was like a renaissance of like Michael Keaton after, as there should be after Birdman. Yeah. Yeah. Bird, what'd you think of Birdman? Loved it. It's great, right? Loved it. I don't get the hate for it. A I lot don't. of people are hating it. I think it's just people being like, Oh, whatever, like, wham, yeah. an actor, you yeah. know, which I get, but it's a really well-made film yeah. that I don't care what it's about. And it's so well-made and the performances were great. Yes. Where like you, like, you try acting in a scene where, like, you're walking around and then stopping and yeah. then delivering a monologue and then, like, the blocking and everything. I know it sounds dumb, but, like, it does take talent. But I also think that some people just aren't into magical realism stuff, which mm. I am. Yeah. You know, and so there, which there, that movie has a lot of that, that type of stuff in it. It got weird. And so I love shit like that. It's yeah. like, that's why I love David Lynch, right? Uh, but some people just aren't into it. It's weird. It's like they can suspend disbelief for a flying superhero, but they can't for uh, yeah. sort of what's supposed to be like a normal people movie. Well, because, because with uh, Birdman, like there, it's, it starts off grounded and yeah. then it gets absurd. And people just get uncomfortable with that. Like, exactly. I think that's what it is more. Well, this is making me, I think maybe it takes them out of the movie because they're like, oh, this isn't normal. Whereas for me, I'm like, yes, yeah. this is weird as fuck. Give it to me. Well, it's also like they expect. Kind of like a Coen Brothers movie, you know? Yeah. They expected something different and mm-hmm. then like it goes this different way and they're not on board oh, with it. Oh, people don't like different. Yeah. People get very upset when you change what, there's, what they expect. What they expect yeah. Yes. You, you haven't seen A Serious Man, have you? I have. You saw it? Yes. Well, after I told you to see it? Yeah. Really? I liked it. Really? Yeah. Are you just saying that because like I that I liked it? it? Yeah. No, it's a good movie. It's great. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's not great. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I guess it's it's one of maybe because I saw it so much after it was released, 
Why? Why would that? Like, when was it released? Like five years ago? Two thousand ten, two thousand nine, around there. Really? Damn, we're old. Yeah, yeah. It it was it was nominated for best picture, but nobody saw it because yeah. it was a time when like uh, there was like it was the first time like eight nominations were nominated mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. You know, eight kinda, nominations were nominated. Fuck off. Do you want another shot? No. <laughs> eight <laughs> movies were nominated for best picture. Yeah. And then that one kind of just like snuck in. It's like, oh, yeah. a serious man is also nominated. But mm-hmm. I loved it. It's all it goes back to the thing of like the nihilistic, like, mm-hmm. what are we doing? Yes. And the movie just kind of ends. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. And which is probably why people some people didn't enjoy it, right? But I like that. But nobody's I'm sure nobody saw it. So I mean, I guess film uh fans did. Film people did. Corn yeah. Brothers fans, like exactly. people in like the bubble of yeah. the movie industry. Yeah. But um I loved it. Like from the beginning, the opening, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It doesn't fit in with the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. I read that they kind of just shot that because it puts you in this mo- this mood for the rest of the movie because there's no connection to the rest of the movie with mm-hmm. that opening scene. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that makes sense because it's really weird. They talk about a Dybbuk uh-huh. and it's like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And it's like a ghost, but it's not. It's it's strange. I love stuff like that, though. Like, yeah. did you see um, a ghost story? I didn't see that. So that one's a really slow moving movie. Yeah. And there's not a lot of dialogue and it's like long scenes where people are grieving and it's depressing. But uh-huh. it's it's on that vein where it's like sometimes it feels like it's uh just a normal human scene. And mm-hmm. then sometimes it feels like it's magical realism. Right. And sometimes oh. it feels like it's like you don't know what is going on or if it's like a dream within a dream or whatever. But I like stuff like that because I prefer art that doesn't tell you what to think so it's, and it like, kind of makes you come up with your own uh conclusion if that makes sense yeah it, it makes you question it and come mm-hmm. up with your own interpretation mm-hmm. like is that real like do we know what's yeah. going on like who do we trust who do we believe exactly blah, blah blah did you see mother yes what'd you think i thought it was a well-made film that I immediately knew what was happening mm. and it was like kind of like they were beating me over the head with like, this is the metaphor for yeah. this. And, and like, I mean, I think all the actors are good and it's a well-made film. I just, at some point I was like, I, I get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's, I that's wish it went thing. deeper than that. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Cause, because you grew up with Catholicism. Exactly. So you understood everything. Immediately. I was like, I oh, okay. I didn't get any of that. Okay. So did you, did you love it? I, I, I really enjoyed it. Okay. And after the like, because it does get absurd and weird, and right. I found it funny, yeah. and ridiculous and absurd. Which but I, you were entertained the whole time. Yeah, yeah, I was never bored, and I was also like, you said it wrong. By the way, it's mother. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. There's an exclamation point. Just saying. Yeah, um, I no. love saying it. <laughs> mother. <laughs> One more time. Mother. All right. Uh, no, but because I didn't get the metaphor and the and the biblical, yeah. biblical references initially. Mm-hmm. I can see if I did understand that and the the rib of Adam and Eve yeah. and blah 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 and all that stuff, it would be like bashing you over the head. Like, yeah, this is about uh, religion. Exactly. But I, or even if it's not about religion, it's like it's taken from that story. Yeah, you know. So that's why I'm like, oh, I know where this is headed, and I know which character is is mm-hmm. playing in like which Bible character this actor is supposed to be. Yeah. You know? So see, this I is weird. I didn't get any of that, so I interpreted it for myself. Okay. Which I. I was like, oh, this is like this. And then that. Yeah. I thought of like like the Javier Bardem character as mm-hmm. like 
like kind of like this Joel Osteen type, like I am the word of God type mm-hmm. thing. Like a prophet type person. Yeah. yeah. Not, not really. Like, yeah. Like really he thinks God. he is, but he's not. Yeah. Yeah. So when he like writes. Like Kanye. <laughs> yeah. He thinks he's God. <laughs> right. So, so when he does write the book and like he gets these followers right away, I'm like, oh, that's like the, the guys in the sermon mm-hmm. who are just like, read my book and doing this for profit and all that. But I can see if like you understand the metaphor, it just yeah. reinforces it over and over again. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, anything with Michelle Pfeiffer, I'm like, I'm in whatever. Straight I'll watch it. her forever. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's interesting with like Aronofsky movies. I like, I really want to rewatch Requiem for a Dream, but yeah. I can't because it's so depressing. It's, it's weird. It's not. It's kind of yeah. like, let's rewatch Schindler's List. You know, yeah. it's like, who wants to do that? Right. That's the thing of like, I, uh, Ellis, Mark Ellis asked me, he's like, would you ever watch Mother again? I was like, probably not. Yeah. Cause it's not, it's weird. Yeah. It's not a like happy I, movie. I enjoyed just, the ride. Yeah. But like to sit down, like, let me pop in uh-huh. that movie. Like, I don't think Nobody so. Nobody wants to do that. Yeah. Not cause it's a bad movie. It's no. just like, it's not a, it's I, cause even with like, I, you know, I like dark shit, but it's mm-hmm. like, there was also, did you see Mandy? No, I haven't seen okay, that. Okay. I'm going to make you guys watch it. Yeah. But, uh, but there's movies like that where like they do have really, uh, you know, kind of over the top heartbreaking scenes Mm. but then they also have like cool almost comedic like uh throwback 80s action scenes right Mm. and so it's it can be both a dark sad depressing movie but also a fun kind of revenge story you know so so when i like it i can watch rewatch those because i know i'm gonna get something that's not just a hundred percent like the world is horrible and let's all cry all the time like gut-wrenching yeah yeah Okay, I get. I should see that then. You should, Mandy. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. Oh. I'm gonna try to find a theater showing and tell you guys because it's so. It's you. It's you have to watch it in a theater. It's you like 2001. See. Like it's just. It's visually beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's just. It's not just. It's. The, I think it's groundbreaking. Like like the color correction for mm-hmm. people like you guys that are really into filmmaking. Like you'll be stunned at it, how beautiful it looks. Isn't it just like all reddish? Like the hue is just like all red. Like what's... no, I mean it's everything. There's like all these like pink, uh, oh. purple, bright blue colors, mm-hmm. but it's also slow moving in the sense of like all of a sudden you're seeing this character's face that turns into like a close up of a face that mm-hmm. turns into the other character, and so it's it's like a psychedelic trip. Oh, the entire thing. I didn't know that. I thought it was like kind of straightforward. Well, if I like... said it's good, Brian, it's good. I don't trust your opinion. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I just. <laughs> I get lazy and uh, <laughs> but it's but it's also work. It's like it's you have to go to the theater and watch these movies because yeah. that's how they're meant to be. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. I like seeing, but I also don't like going to movies. Really? Just, just, well, just because people are annoying, and they, uh, I mean they can be, but I feel like most of those movies, people are yeah that are real like film fans yeah. will respect uh, being in the theater with you and like not talking and not being obnoxious yeah. because they respect the film. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like when I saw the favorite, it was an older crowd. Yeah, like they weren't like cracking jokes exactly. and like. That's why the Landmark Theater on Pico is my favorite. Never. It's all old people. Is it old people? Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it there. I like that. But then old people talk to the screen sometimes, or that's how I've. That's experiences I've had at AMC, where like they they feel like they're on their couch at home. They're like, oh, oh that right, right. that guy's uh, gonna. Be... Although you know, I don't mind that during like cheesy horror movies yeah. like when you see people freaking out yeah, yeah i actually think it's funny like like when somebody's just like bitch don't do that you yeah. know i'm like that's actually not funny like i don't care unless it's like a movie i'm really looking forward to if it's like a, a halloween movie or something fun i don't care oh okay oh yeah yeah halloween i, I didn't really care for but 
I can I can appreciate it. Yeah. Did you see us? I haven't seen us yet. I loved it. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll see it then. Don't say anything about it. Okay. Because I haven't seen it, and I want to see it like blindly and like yes. don't be like oh like wait no, for no. the end. Blah, blah. No, okay. just watch it. Okay. Um, we talked a lot, probably too much. What time is it? Uh, if that's right, it's eight o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. What? Do you have somewhere to be? <laughs> no, you're uh, just. I don't know. You're saying we talked blood and we're well, done now. It's been an hour and a half. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know how long you want to go. Do you I have don't anything care. else you want to talk How long about? do these things go? About an hour and a half. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you asking me? What else did you want to ask me? Um, I don't know. Let me think. Let me take a drink and think about it. All right. Have you have you ever got like other guests where you get this like nerdy into existential stuff? Um, not really. Into movies. Oh, I'm sorry. It's more, no, I enjoy it. That's what I like. That's what that's why I like seeing movies and talking about it and like discussing it. Most of these shows that I've been into are like about yourself. I told you like this show is going to be about you. Yeah, no, not about that, Mandy. Yeah, and now I'm like, no, I want to talk about Mandy the whole yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> like we, I said, I wanted to go back to like, why didn't you have friends? Oh, I think it's because I grew up. Because my brother's seven years older than me, I just hung out with adults all the time. That's what I and, wanted to be with my older brother. And I just, when I was at Reese's at school, mm-hmm. I would sit there like Wednesday Adams and eat my bologna, delicious bologna sandwich uh-huh. and watch all these kids run around me and fall and throw each other in the mud. And I just, I'm like... I was never like that. You were I, never like rambunctious and like never. Huh. I never even played uh I didn't have an imaginary friend. I didn't play like, you know, how kids had like house or something. No. Like, you know, no, I liked I liked uh, my friend I like my brother's Hot Wheels and yeah. you know, uh and like puzzles and uh video games. Like I like Nintendo my original Nintendo, you yeah. know. Like I never was into stuff that I guess most kids were. And so I just didn't I also just was really surprisingly a super shy quiet kid uh-huh. and i didn't have i didn't reach out to talk to friends until i was in junior high so you, you literally didn't have like a buddy in Mm-mm. elementary school Mm-mm. like how how would you survive like, with my family it was literally you, just my mom my brother and my uh my mom's best friend yeah but like in in class in school like you didn't have anybody didn't to joke to around anyone. so you just go to school mouth shut get your work done and go home yep really yes and then, and then at home you'd play with your brother. Yeah. Uh, okay, I guess. I guess yeah, so. we my my because it was just my mom, him, and I. We would just play board games mm. and uh, like you know sing and play the guitar and piano and and like family stuff and oh. go eat tacos or go <laughs> or like my mom would make hot dogs and sandwiches and we go to the theater and watch yeah. movies. Oh, so you guys you got like um, shown movies early. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, we we watched a lot of movies, like in theaters and, and TV shows, and uh, and listened to a lot of music. What was what was your first theater experience, or like one of your early theater experiences? Yeah, man, I mean, I I guess something I remember a lot was watching. Uh, we watched Home Alone like eight times in the theater. In the theater, because we loved it so much. We thought it was the funniest movie ever. Really? As kids, like uh-huh. we loved it. We just, I'm like, look at those idiots falling. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is the best thing. It was slapstick. It was yeah. S- that SNL type humor. And like... John Williams' score is awesome. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah, it's he's a, good. It's, well, but that score is actually underrated. It's like a great Christmas uh, uh, score. Like you can just put it on at Christmas time yeah. and it just like feel like the holidays. Yeah. But the... yeah, I just never, it, you watched Daria or did you know about the yeah, cartoon? I loved it. Yeah. And so so I. I... And her friend. Uh... Jane. 
Jane. Yeah, and so that was I was a teenager when that came out on MTV when I was uh, uh in the 90s. Yeah. And uh and I think she says like when I was a kid I didn't like kids. <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel. Uh, you know, it's weird cuz like I love my nieces and I love like certain smart kids, but yeah. but I don't think it's just a kid thing. I think anything that's like either a child or an adult that's like really loud and obnoxious and like uh, just like hey like i just I, it makes me uncomfortable it's but, weird but your nieces and nephews don't do that no they, they're well, just like proper my, kids like. my my two nieces uh from my brother's side are really well-behaved girls mm. so they're so, really chill and you know kind of like our family yeah yeah so uh just like continues on that like chill kids yeah where, like, but they but, have kids but i just never was that kid that was running around or I was not athletic, you know, like I was a couch potato till I was 30. Like I did, I played musical instruments and the, and chess uh-huh. and video games. I didn't do sports. She you was know? like a huge nerd. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, did you have like glasses that were like yes. broken in the center? I had glasses until I got LASIK as an adult. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. I got LASIK too. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's the best thing. I had glasses starting in like third grade. And, yeah. And it was like. Isn't that weird when you're like, I can't really read the blackboard, but I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you think like, like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. And then like, uh, I was uh, I was like afraid of my mom and like disappointing her or like getting her mad at me because so, you were blind. No, no, not that. Oh, then why? Because because I had glasses, but then I broke them like, oh. right in half. Aww. So then, like, I don't want to be like, mom, I broke my glasses. She was just like, I feel like she would have just yelled at me like, why? Like, these was are your expensive. mom really strict? Yeah, but not like mean. Okay. Like she was just like same as mine. Yeah. Yeah, like direct. Like yeah. like we were. She always says like we were well behaved children. Right. Like you know you you shouldn't fuck up. Not yeah. That you couldn't. Yeah. But we were. It was always like that. Kind of afraid of her, just like getting her upset. But like she never really got upset. Right. She would always threaten us like I'm gonna get the belt. Like I'm right. gonna. I'm gonna. So you never got like a shoe thrown at you across the hallway like no. we did. You guys did that <laughs> sometimes. My mom was really stressed out. We she never like hit us, hit us, yeah. you know. But just that, just just. But so she you would know be like there. on a phone, on the phone, like in a business call, and like my brother would be like be annoying, you know, and and just and then we I'd start yelling, and it was a thing, yeah. But well, that's just, the worst it got, you know. Yeah. It wasn't ever bad. Well, just like, just so you know, like. Like I'm the parent, you're the kid. Mm-hmm. Like there's that respect boundary. Yeah, yeah. It's not like okay, she's just acting out. Like let her do her thing. Which like, no. now you see a lot more. It's yeah. so weird. That's why the kids are running up and down the aisles. Yeah. And, and fucking around. You know, it's funny because uh, in the theater in uh, Mexicali, uh, we would before the movie started, all of these little kids would be running around mm-hmm. the theater, and we were the only two kids that were in our seats. Like, like start the movie yeah so yeah. it was funny when we went to visit my brother in college uh in in the movie theater he ended up like standing up as an adult yeah. and ran around the theater and came back and sat down and he's like i did it <laughs> like and we were just laughing because my mom knew what he was doing right uh, like he was just he's just like i finally did it because you never let me do this as a kid uh, <laughs> so but yeah no kids were really weird when i was i didn't like them when i was a kid no no are you gonna have any no why not because i don't want them at all mm-hmm then then what are we here for? <laughs> <laughs> but that's, it's true. I yeah. always think I'm like, maybe I'm making a wrong decision. I just don't want to deal with it. I have so much other stuff that I'm busy with that I enjoy. That's, that's, I, I had that talk with like another friend too. It's like, do you want them? I think eventually, but not now. Mm-hmm. Like, because at the end of the day, it's like, you want somebody to like pass on and, but do you think that that's a good enough reason to have kids? Because that's kind of a narcissistic reason, isn't it? Where it's like, oh, I want a little part of me to stay. Is that like a is that like a, a sufficient reason to 
have kids. It's not. It's not that I want like a little piece of me around. Then what is? Then what is it? Well, it's like I want like somebody around when I'm older. Like, so it's more like take care of yourself, which is also a narcissistic reason. Okay, it's not all fucking narcissism. <laughs> but that's but that's most people have why have they have kids though? I think. Well, no, because well, I get like, somebody wants to carry on like the family name and blah blah blah. But which is still part. It's part but, of it's. It, but your the reasons you you're bringing up are because of you. Is it not narcissistic to? not want children because you want to do what you want to do. Yes, I agree. Okay. No, I'm just saying that most of the reason that people have kids is because they're like, I have to like want to leave a legacy or I want somebody to take care of me. Like, like it's rarely like I want to raise a child to like improve society or something like that. Well, I don't give a shit about society. That's what I mean though. But that's, that's what's interesting to me. But, or people just have them because you think you have to grow up and have them because it's just like part of your your life, life checklist. Well, if you, like I thought about it, I'm like, okay, if I don't, then what am I doing here? Right. What ha- when I and di- I thought about that, I get it. When I die, it's like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, I guess, like I had the experience of life, and that's it. Yeah. Like, no, and and I and I feel selfish when I think about it. I just and and because maybe I think it's because it scares me because I know that if I had them, I would dedicate my life to them like my mom did to us, mm-hmm. and it freaks me out because I already have like I already deal with enough like anxiety and stress that I that's why I tell her and my sister and like my brother I'm like you guys are all superheroes like any of my friends that and I'm so glad my friends are having kids so I'm like thank God smart people are having kids you know uh, but uh, or, you, mean, you don't think you're a smart person to have kids yeah I just or? I just don't want to do it <laughs> I just don't want for to. your own narcissistic reasons or I, why don't you want to do it I just don't want to I don't want to not sleep and be stressed out all the time okay it's not like like kind of like it's not that I don't want kids like I think it'd be cool uh-huh. I just don't want to do the work it's <laughs> so much work it's a lot of work if you're gonna have kids I don't want to half-ass it I want to be a good parent yeah and that terrifies me I think it's just it's so much work. So it's like you're you're afraid of what could happen. Yeah, and I don't want to be thinking all the time that they're gonna die. I don't <laughs> want to think about that. Yeah, that, it, it's it's a true fact. Like that's yeah. that's how my mom was like, like she's afraid like something's gonna happen to us, mm-hmm. and she would kind of like helicopter parent us and like shelter us and do all that. Yeah. So you think you would be that person? Yeah. And you don't want to be that person. No. Okay. And like I said, you say like never say never. It's just that as I've gotten older, I'm more and more convinced that I don't think I'm going to have them. So, okay. Yeah. That's fair. And that's maybe that's, I'm sorry, like if whatever, that's the reason we're here. Oops. But so far, I'm, I, feel, I, I think I can also improve the world in other ways, not just by having kids. Yeah. I'm not like telling you like you should. I'm saying like, I'm just like expressing myself you're like, really you're really really being hard on me right i'm not now, shaming you <laughs> into having them I'm, like i understand why you went it's not like also like you said it because like people feel like they should it's not like everybody yeah. wants them people feel like they should get married and you don't have to get married yeah did, but did you feel that way initially because you didn't, you said you didn't like weddings but you're married yeah no i we got engaged because my grandma was sick uh, and then we were engaged for like three years and I was like, like, we we're both like, I guess we're going to do this. But like, we, we didn't want to have a wedding. We just did it for like family. So you had a smaller wedding yeah. somewhere? Yeah. We, I mean, the only thing I planned was a music cause I'm a nerd about music. Right. And then it was the best wedding music ever. It was a whole scores and soundtracks everything. playlist. Everything. It was so good. Sounds so much fun. I can't believe I missed it. Really good. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I don't think people need to get married and if they want to or choose to, that's great. But I don't think you have to. Like, if it was up to me, I would just live with Brennan. 
Yeah. And we'd be happy together. But you wouldn't care. We don't need to get. Yeah, we don't need to be married. Like, would, I, I don't like the words wife or husband. You don't you don't say like, hello, husband. <laughs> <laughs> no. And he's like, hello, wife. No, because you were like, what do you call, you know, because we were like, what do you call your dude? Like, or like baby or sweetie. And I'm like, Brendan. <laughs> so formal. That's his name. <laughs> Mr. Uh, this. Yeah, it's just Brendan. <laughs> so you don't, you, you can't like open up and have that like kind of intimacy of like. Just oh, in babe. bed. I love intimacy in bed, but that's it. But like, but as like a, like as a couple. What? Like, just be like, hey, baby. Like, I, love I don't like, like the word baby. And why? Is that a weird thing? Yeah, I don't like, like it. What, what would you like like to call? I like it. Cow? We call each other amor. See, that's love. Yeah. 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 yeah I so like that. you do have like baby names or like. Yeah, uh, but not baby. I hate okay. baby. It's just a weird thing. Yeah. Mm. It's just, I don't know. It's a turn off. I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe because babies are like it's, freaky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. It's like a baby. That's the one thing. If I ever had a kid, like babies freak me out. Mm. I don't know if I could. Like I definitely couldn't give birth. Well, you would have the C-section thing. No, I just wouldn't want to be pregnant. Well, it's a nightmare. But you're saying, like, if it did happen, like I would be adopt or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you you can adopt a kid. Yeah. 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 I'm never gonna be pregnant. (laughs) No. Nope. That's just the. I like my vagina a lot. Great to know that. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> I don't want it to break. <laughs> like, it would break? you want your penis to break? It doesn't. Does it break? It rips. Most of the time. Most of my friends, that's happened to them. Would they, you want your penis hold to break? To your rip? friends have told you, like, hey, like, mm-hmm. when I gave birth, my vagina is just ripped up. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard that. Yeah, because women don't complain as much as men do. Yeah, I complain a lot. <laughs> if I get a hangnail, I'm like, oh, man, yeah, my day's ruined. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah, imagine your penis ripping off. I can't imagine that. No, I know. Um, I don't know where else to go from here now. <laughs> but you are married. You met a guy. Would you rather live alone, though? Um, Would- I, I like to have a duplex where I just have my stuff in my space and he has his. That's what you have now? No, I would oh. like that if we were if we had more money. Oh, but okay. but I don't actually he's the only person that I enjoy sleeping next to. Okay. Any dude that I ever like hung out with or hooked up with, I was like, "Okay, so we're done." Get the fuck out of here. So are you leaving now? Yeah. You know, I never like cuddling with anyone. Just Did you him. have those one that kind of like stuck stayed around and like lingered and yeah. just like or like, they would ask me to stay. Oh. And I'm like, I'm going to go. Oh, you were the one that was like, "All right, Got it done. Yeah. I'm out of here. I'm going to go hit up tacos. Yeah. And I was very straightforward. Yeah, of course. Yeah. After, after sex. Yeah. Always tacos. Yeah, the tacos after sex. <laughs> yeah, no, it's weird. I, I was always very direct. And I'm, I would be like, hey, I just want to hook up. I don't want a relationship, you know, just mm. FYI. And they were okay with that. Well, they would say that. But then they uh, would want to date me. And so they would be like, mm. oh, you should say I'm like, oh, I'm going to go. Oh, because yeah. they would like that. Because like now they see you as like, like, oh, I have to get her to date me. I don't because, know. It was really she weird. want to. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. You tell me. I don't know if it's a dude girl thing. I don't know if it's just like a like a human thing where it's like, oh, what I can't have, I want. I don't know what mm. it is. I just never wanted a boyfriend, and and um, I just grew up very independent, and I just wanted mm. to have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I was never looking for uh, a commitment like most people in like, general, or like a partner. Yeah, and, you know, and yeah. maybe it's because I come from divorced parents and grandparents. Mm. You know, so I was just like, oh, I can just do this on my own and hook up with people and have fun, but. Brennan, that, Brennan was different. He wasn't territorial. He wasn't jealous. He was like me. He was very much, he was very independent. So, okay. So he changed my mind. 
so like uh do you have like aunts and uncles that are in, in marriages and stuff or was like your a own? lot of them are divorced too so that's that's the same with me like my uncles and and aunts do i have aunts yeah sure <laughs> well because like because my mom has all brothers right, right, right. so i don't really have aunts i don't right. know my my dad's side okay. really. so i just have strictly like uncles and like two are like divorced right. and like the other two are in other marriages and like so did you also did you grow up thinking eventually you were gonna get married or i don't know I don't. I didn't think so because my dad would always ingrain like, "Don't get married. Don't ever get married." And he would kind of joke about it, mm -hmm. but it was kind of like, "Why?" Mm -hmm. Like, and then I understood, like, "Oh, like they weren't happy together, and yeah. then they separated and they got divorced." So I don't know like the perfect marriage or right. what the perfect marriage should be, mm -hmm. like sacrifice and like right. do this thing for other person and blah blah blah. Yeah, and it's it's weird because I mean, I look, I've been with Brennan for like 13 years now yeah. together, you know, married and unmarried. And what whatever you you think of, if you want to or should get married or not, like being in a relationship that's your committed relationship and you want it to last for a long time, it's work. Yeah. Regardless of what type of relationship it is, like it, we, we both want to be still together. Mm -hmm. And so we both are working hard to to accomplish that. And And people get lazy a lot. And that's why people end up, you know, but that's why it ends up not working out. Yeah. Because you both have to want it still. And it, that's what it comes down to. And you have to work for it and mm -hmm. making the other person happy, not just being that narcissistic asshole. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I'm happy now. Mm -hmm. Like, you can do your own thing. Yeah. Like, you I, have to compromise. Yeah. It's Disgusting, like annoying. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, but I, you do it when you find somebody that, you know, you like him and I have the same priorities. So, yeah. like, it's, I never thought that would happen. I never thought I would want to be with somebody this long. I'm like still shocked, <laughs> you know, and, and it, and it's weird to, to be like, oh shit, like, I'm terrified of losing him because, like, we're so happy together. Yeah. It's weird. So then you will, like, if you ever get like any inkling where, like, oh, like, I could lose this guy, like, you'll work your ass off to get that. To, yeah. Like, I think we're, sure I think happen. we're both on the same page. We're, but we're also, we were very realistic where we didn't have like cheesy vows uh, or we're just like, you know, I'll get married to you until I don't want to anymore. Uh, like, that's kind of what our vows were. We're just like, <laughs> well, we're just going to work on this until we want to. It was very real, very practical, you really? know? Yeah. It wasn't. And that's how we feel still. We're like, hopefully we'll be together for as long as we can. So you don't think you'll like grow old together? And we, like, we want to. We just want... don't know if we will. Right. It's more realistic to think we're going to work for it. And we hope we are. But anything could happen. Do you think that's a way of like protecting yourself from like being hurt along the line? No, it's just a, it's just a way of being realistic about life and knowing that you can't control the future mm -hmm. and that you can only control your attitude and work for what you can work on today. In in the now, mm -hmm. like you can only control today. Yeah. yeah, and enjoy what you have today. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Am I just blowing your mind? No. <laughs> so you agree? <laughs> I agree. Yeah, but it took me a while to realize, like, like I had that entitlement of like, oh, like this girl wants to be with me. Like, I don't have to really work for it. Mm -hmm. And it didn't. You have to. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Otherwise. But then you have to realize, like how you said, like, you have to find that person where you want to work for them because they mm -hmm. feel like, you feel like they're worth it. Mm -hmm. And the same thing, like, they want to work, make you happy. Yeah. And it's also, it's not just a partnership, but I feel like, I think it's good when you're in a relationship, whatever form of relationship you're in, mm -hmm. that um, where you both make each other better humans. Mm -hmm. That's the best, yeah. right? Like, I think if Brennan wasn't in my life, uh, I wouldn't be who I am now. You wouldn't. Like, he makes me a better human. That's what so I imagine, like. like, what a big asshole I was. Like, even a more piece of yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> No, but that the same same way, where, like, like, 
if I didn't want to do something, I would throw a fit. I would do this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Is that how you throw fits? You I, just like. Yeah, you can't see me right now, but shake, I'm like. You shake your arms. <laughs> I'm throwing my arms like like a child, <laughs> like a baby on his back, just like throwing a fit. Right. But like someone has to tell you like, no, you can't do that mm-hmm. and make you a better person and, mm-hmm. and make you more patient mm-hmm. and more forgiving and yeah. more all that. And it's disgusting, right? It's so weird. Yeah. It's so gross. Love is gross. <laughs> but it's good. Yeah, it is good for you. It makes you better. Yeah. yeah. And it's not just, like I said, it's not just uh, romantic love. Like any friendship and familial love is important too. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's like, the other thing too that I'm glad I'm in this relationship because we're both so independent mm-hmm. that we also know that we need other people, not just each other, to grow as humans. And we need uh, friends and family to learn from as well. Because some people get very much into like, this is my, you know, uh, partner and my this is, friend. and this is the only person I'm going to be with all the time. And yeah. that's unhealthy as well. Yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. yeah Cause you do need the separation, but it, it, it is another, like a balance thing. Yeah. <clears throat> where you had to be your own person in the relationship as well. Yeah. But do you, you don't force him to hang out with your friends? No, not at all. Okay. No, I mean, you guys have hung out, like you met him, what, a couple of times? Yeah. Yeah. Like he's, he's, he's around, he has his own life and I have my own and then we have our life together. We have uh, a balance. And it, yeah. yeah and it's Because we live together. We'd get sick of each other otherwise. Yeah. That's the thing. Like if you guys were together all the time, mm-hmm. it's like, fuck, like he has to go with me. I have to, yeah, go, to, I have no. to go with her like all the and time. And we're very honest with each other. I'll just be like, I'm going to go hang out with my friends. Uh-huh. And sometimes I'm like, come. And sometimes I'm like, don't come. Also, sometimes you do want him to come. Yeah. And okay. then we'll just be honest with each other. Yeah, yeah. That's what's good about honesty. It's like, oh, you can come if you want. Yeah. Like Honesty is to. the key yeah. in everything. Yeah. As much as it's people are it's hard for them to be confrontational so but do you feel like sometimes you aren't honest to protect the feelings of the other person no. you're always honest mm-hmm. regardless of how you come off or mm-hmm. how like fucked up the well, situation I'm not gonna, can be i'm not gonna be uh overtly mean for no reason yeah but i'd rather just be honest with somebody than than you know trick them into thinking something and then hurting their feelings feelings later on about it or yeah. get or like getting pissed off and exploding later yeah like holding it, holding it in and holding like, a grudge oh, like, or why something did, yeah. why did you tell me this but it was really this yeah. and then it all falls apart after. are you dating anyone right now yeah is the same girl i met uh yeah. at the taco thing yeah she seemed cool she's really cool yeah yeah yeah, yeah you're like yeah 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 you seem happy i that yeah, i am happy good yeah it's the thing, like, I don't... You called her friends vapid, but whatever. <laughs> I called her friends vapid? Yeah, what did you say earlier? I didn't say her friends. I what said, did you say? I said my friends. Oh, your, your friends. Okay, I agree. Well, like, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, like I said, like, my high school, like, friends that are just... Or, like, other friends that are vapid, like, yeah. Instagram, like, uh, I see what me. you're saying, yeah. yeah. It's not her. Okay, good. Just so she knows. She didn't like, seem that way. She yeah. seemed cool. Yeah. She's really cool, and I really enjoy hanging out with her. And good. Yeah. But I, it's also that thing. It's like I don't want to, I don't want to like put it out there just in case. Like I'm always realistic. Like what if something happens? And like I'm always thinking of like the bad part. But that's as humans, we just had. Like I said, I've been with somebody for a long time. Mm-hmm. We could get, we could separate tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I don't want that to happen. But it's just, it's just people just need to be realistic that sometimes in life change happens and you can't control it. Mm-hmm. In fact, not sometimes. Change is constant. Yeah. Right. Like, just like we're all going to die, unfortunately, right? Yeah. Like, that's just, we don't know when. Like, we just have to kind of enjoy. Like, that's why I always tell my friends, don't worry so much about, like, choosing a partner because that has to have your exact same, like, future priorities and, like, oh, can I marry this person? Can I have kids with this person? It's like, just enjoy it while it's lasting. Yeah. 
Because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Don't think about it later on. Yeah. Or don't think about the perfect person because, like, there is no perfect no. person for you. No. It's the person that you can enjoy being with. Exactly. And and, then, it, and there's also, I don't believe in, like, just one person either. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. But, but you work to, I guess, like, learn to appreciate them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can have different emotional connections with several people. Mm -hmm. But you found this guy that you are enjoying for the time being. Well, just like I said, it's like not even enjoying. It's just like, like you, he's like, he's my partner. Yeah. like you guys I can are, have emotional connections with other people, but he's like. What do you mean an emotional connection? Well, like, so uh, like we talked about, like, I think earlier before the, the podcast, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, a lot of people nowadays have different uh, types of relationships. So I've been in, you know, non-traditional relationships. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I have friends that are like, done way weirder stuff than i have like they've dated couples i've had friends that like are polyamorous you know like i've had swingers all kinds of things wow. like people that just like have several girlfriends and boyfriends you know i've i've, I've had nice. friends that are all kinds all over the place that's yeah, yeah. super weird to someone like me that grew up in a traditional society but now that i'm much more open-minded and i understand that there's different types of love mm -hmm. and there's and there's a um, it's not just about what society tells you is right, you mm -hmm. know? And so I think that's why you can have different uh, connections with, with several humans. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't, I don't think in general, I don't think like um, you said it earlier that we're all animals. I don't think that monogamy is a natural thing. It's like in the animal world, like no yeah. one's like married. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting. Like, and yeah. I think it works for a lot of people, but uh -huh. I don't think it works for everyone. Uh -huh. Right. And so like, I'm happy with, with like Brennan's my partner he's like my number one you know yeah, yeah. but uh, but i've definitely been in like open relationships before where it's like mm -hmm. yeah like and it worked you and know it whatever was working yeah. Yeah, yeah and so and so that i th i think that that's another thing to take into that um you don't have to also do this checklist that society tells you to do to Conf be happy with people conforming to the norms of yeah like i think it's exhausting like my friends that have like three or four girlfriends or boyfriends i'm like that seems like a nightmare right because like one is enough work one, yeah one's a lot but it seems to work for them you uh, know what i mean like that seems exhausting but but do you, do you but feel, i can't judge it you know what i mean so you like like you get some like when you're in a in an open relationship with a person your number one is your number one mm -hmm. you get the most things out of him but if you're like not getting something from him, you'll find it in another person. I mean, I think it's defined differently for different people. Like if you read books on it and if you talk to people that are in those types of relationships, mm -hmm. I, I think it's different for everyone. I've met people that um, like for me, I just, you know, it was more like, oh, um, OK, I'll like hang out with this other guy like once a year or something like that. Mm. But there's other people that like hang out with people like every weekend. You know yeah. what I mean? I think it's different for everybody. Uh -huh. And I think it's it's just hard when you try to define not just your relationships, but your life as a person and who you are, because I think it's important to constantly evolve as humans and you're constantly changing as a person mm -hmm. and therefore changing what you want out of life. So you don't feel it weakens the connection of the first person? I don't know. I mean, it uh, might for some people, like okay. I said, right. I don't know. Like, I think I think relationships can be successful or, or unsuccessful, regardless of whether they're monogamous or not. OK, because I, I, I would just be like, because you can you can have you can be in a weak monogamous relationship because you don't talk to each other yeah, and, and you don't work not, for it. And you're not honest, with it, regardless other. of there being other people around. That's true. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah that's, that's why people cheat on each other. Yeah. Because, yeah, they're not working for it. They're yeah. not honest with each other. They're missing something. Then Correct. they seek something from other people. Mm -hmm. And 
it just goes to shit. Yeah. But it's weird to like, it's interesting to talk about it because I feel weird talking about it, but at the same time, it's like, we're older, right? Like, uh-huh. like kids nowadays, like who knows what they're going to be into, right? Like, that's true. like people, in, like people in college, like, you know, like they're way more going to be open-minded than we are. It's interesting. The liberal, like, like you don't like the word liberal, but yeah. just like going, getting away from the conservative type of values, I guess. Or just the tra- more traditional, traditional. right? Uh, like more, uh, like I said, like society told us we have to grow up, get married, have kids. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the case anymore. Mm-hmm. And so it's just because the world keep, uh, society keeps evolving. So did you have like many boyfriends at one time? No, I didn't like, I don't like boyfriends. Oh yeah. You don't even, you don't have like one boyfriend. No, I so don't like, like boyfriends at all. So you were never in like. I like really- Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this guy. Yeah. He's like, that's the guy. Yeah. yeah. He's like, he's this like diamond in the rough. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Just Brendan. The- <laughs> I can't imagine what he puts up with you. Yeah. yeah. No, he's a fucking saint. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I put up with his shit too, but, yeah. but he, yeah, we put up with each other's shit. But that's what's necessary. Like, no, like that yeah. again, like you can't be perfect for each other. Like right. you are going to get other under each other's skin sometimes. Yeah. That's but, a, it's a, you're different. You're, we're all human. Like we're all different. We are never going to agree on everything. It's about compromising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also being honest, you can't just keep things to yourself and not communicate what you want because that's only going to make you sadder and yeah um and you should work together to make each other happy yeah yeah that's nice yeah it's nice to hear i think bob ross would agree i never saw him oh <gasps> you would love it the painter yes so yeah, good. before my time watch it on netflix dude he's on netflix yes oh mm-hmm. do i have to get it's a high good before? show you don't have to but if you do it's great uh, uh you said are you allowed to talk about the stuff you do or no <laughs> The stuff I do. What stuff do I do? Yeah, the stuff that like alleviates getting... your anxieties. Oh, I mean, I think uh, I'm not currently, but like when when my grandma died, I totally went to therapy for like you know I was freaking out about death and I was having panic attacks, uh-huh. and so I tried weed uh-huh. and it fucking helped me so much. It does help alleviate. It really, like I tried anti anxiety medications and they just made me feel numb. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I didn't like them and might work for some people, mm-hmm. but. But medical marijuana is amazing. Like I, and it also may not work for everyone, Mm -hmm. but it just made me, I don't know the science behind it. Uh It just made me see life differently. Was it like a daily thing or like, like actual medication? Like whenever I felt really anxious. Okay. Yeah. But you don't, do you get anxious? You said you get anxious now. Yeah. No, I. Crowds of people. No, not so much social anxiety. Just, uh, just anxious about like, uh, because I think the death thing was always very hard for me. Mm-hmm. It's still hard, but not as hard as it was before. Uh-huh. Because I think from going from being Catholic and believing in heaven and hell, mm-hmm. then going to like being atheist and being like, oh, nothing happens. And then somebody actually you love dying. Yeah. You're like, holy shit, where did my grandma go? Because yeah. she helped raise me with my mom. Right. So she was like a parent to me. So I'm like, where'd she go? Yeah. What the fuck? What and happened? where am I going to go? Yeah. And yeah. where and, and am I just going to see all my loved ones around me die? Like, that's terrifying. thought. Yeah. You know, and people don't like to think about it. And I get it. But um, so I think that that it it helped me kind of also similar to art. It kind of helped me face my fears. I don't know what marijuana does to, does to your brain, but it just helped me like sit there and think about stuff that I didn't want to think about. What does it help you escape? Both escape and be like more introspective yeah 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 doesn't that freak you out more i get more yeah. anxious when i'm some people high. do yeah. but i think it's because of that i think it forces you i think it i don't know what it does like i said scientifically but to me it like anything that it was in the back of my mind that was stressing me out mm-hmm. it will come to the forefront 
and I would focus on it. So all my anxieties would come and I would like force me to deal like with them and think about them. And doesn't that make it worse? No, because because it's like self-therapy. It like forces you to think to, to face your fears and we need to do that. But for me, it comes like the anxiety comes and you're like, okay, like now I it's more of a reason to freak out about the anxieties because I'm thinking about them more. Yeah, but but if you don't deal with them, they're just going to always be at the back of your mind. Mm, it'll just always They're always going to be there and you're always going to be stressed out. Mm. So it's kind of like it's a form of self-therapy. Like I said, it's kind of like when you go to a therapist mm-hmm. and you talk about all the stuff that you're upset about or stressed out about. Right. Just, it's kind of like that. Just verbalizing it and just yeah. like thinking about it instead of just it gestating in the back. Yeah. Of your and mind. in general, I, at the other hand, I've also heard people that it helps them relax as well right and that helped me as well like depending on what strains or whatever like it would just help me um uh chill out you know like if i was shaky or if i was really high strong and felt like a panic attack was happening it it would just uh i don't know this cbd or something would like uh relax my body you know you weren't able to relax beforehand if i was very healthy if i was like Uh. really like working out and yeah. eating healthy but sometimes you can't control life and and yeah. big and big life changes happen and and those are going to be stressful no matter what yeah so sometimes you need a little help and there's nothing wrong with that you yeah know? i can see that because I, I i have like a really hard time like relaxing mm-hmm. like even when I, i'm on vacation i'm on like the beach or something i'm like what's next what am i gonna do you always like, think about the future yeah i'm like that's it, what makes humans anxious yeah Thinking about what's next. So Carl Sagan wrote an article under another name Uh back in the day about his experience with marijuana. Uh And you guys should look it up. It's it's great. And I think he did it because under another name because of society back Uh, then, you know, and stuff. And now it's more accepted. Mm -hmm. And uh, but he he basically wrote about how it kind of made him feel when he was high. His senses uh, felt differently. And I and I and I kind of understand that because it's made me feel kind of like a teenager where I can appreciate the world around me more. So I hear music better. I taste things better. I smell things better. It makes me feel like a little kid again Mm. where I'm appreciating all these things in life that we kind of take for granted colors and sounds and smells and all these types of things. And that makes you focus more on the present. I could see that because when you grow up, you have those kind of like barriers. Mm hmm. Where it's like, I don't know if I should enjoy that. Right. And like in the back of your mind, it's, but like you want to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know, like you have these pressures from everybody else, from people, from something telling you not to enjoy it because it's stupid. Right. But then, yeah, we just like, you know what? That is funny. I really enjoy it. And also, I agree. And also, I think when we're kids, and it's funny because I was just at a Shazam screening and Zachary Leo, I was talking about this. Uh, at a, at the Q and A afterwards, where he's work, you know, in the movie there's a bunch of kids in it, and so they were always working around kids, yeah. and it made him feel younger. And I think that that's um, a thing that we all lose, like as we get older, yeah. we're very like we're taught to be very strict with ourselves and to not show emotion as yeah. adults, uh, and showing emotion is weakness. Whereas yeah. when you're a kid, you're just like whatever, yeah, yeah. you know. And and because we're con- uh, kind of uh, constraining ourselves, we become like jaded. Uh, what we become jaded at yeah. things like oh I'm too cool for that I can't enjoy it it's dumb yeah and yeah, and yeah. I feel like sometimes when you're on that type of drug you're just like 
oh, this is nice. Yeah. You know, I, you I guess, it. again, I don't know what the scientific effect is behind it. And I hope it gets studied more because I think it does help people and it's proven that it does. And, uh, you know, everybody from cancer patients to veterans with PTSD, yeah. you know, like people that have way worse problems than we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I, so I really hope it gets studied more because it definitely helped me for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's yeah. a good thing that, are you able to, because I'm not able to like do it and go outside. Cause I get a too, lot of people can't because yeah. I get too heady and I'm like, uh, but that's what it is though. Cause we're always thinking, Oh, people are watching me. Yeah. What are people thinking about me? And it's, you, or, or, or what are people thinking? I'm like a fool or something. Yeah. And it's like, you just got, it's, 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 it's just our, our nature as adults to think that. So you just kind of have to like, you have to like feel youthful again and be like, fuck it. We're all, we're yeah. all dumb here. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Just don't be a dick. Uh, yeah. Also, at the same time, I don't want to be like sloppy and like falling around and just be like slurring my words and shit. Like I want to be. But people do that drunk. So that, and it's yeah. way worse. And drunk and 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 alcohol actually makes people violent. Yeah. Whereas we doesn't. We just like relaxes you. Yeah. Just like. I'd rather run into in an alleyway to a bunch of stoners and a bunch of drunks. Yeah. I'd feel safer. Yeah. They would just play their Jimmy Buffett Buffett music for you. Well, hopefully, better music. Uh, Pink Floyd music. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a long it's been a long talk. I feel like we can talk. It's been for, like two hours, Brian. Yeah, I feel so bad for our listeners. That's fine. No one's listening. Okay, good. The three people listening. Okay, good. The fan that I told you. Oh yeah, your fan. Of, it was his name, Ricky. Ricky. Yeah. yeah. What's <laughs> up, Ricky? <laughs> <laughs> no, but thank you so much for doing this. I hope you had fun. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like. I talk so much. That's fine. That's I just what, like that's talking with for. my friends. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're not really friendly, so it's like cool. Well, yeah, we're friends like online, but not yeah, yeah. in real life. Totally. It's we like, just pretend. It's the front. We have to like, we're friends, right? Yeah. Like online. No, now I'm going to force you to hang out more, not just to come to my taco crawls. Sure. With my new friend, my yeah. my girlfriend, I yeah. can we can go out and okay, do good. stuff. Good. Yeah, because she likes all that. Good. I don't. We'll do go, it. I don't like going out. We'll do it you with can her and show Brennan. Her. Yeah. Is Brendan introverted? Yes. So he doesn't like doing going out? He does now more. Back in the day, he didn't. But now he he actually likes being social more. I don't like it. It's too much work. For me, it's a lot of energy. That's what I don't like. Yeah, it it, it does exhaust him. He 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 gets he needs alone time because yeah. people exhaust him. But you can have that too after you hang out and have fun. But I can have it instead. You, you just, you're going to be a grumpy old man one day. You might as well enjoy it while you're young. Why can't I start now? Because that's a waste. <laughs> Well, see, like, it's it's weird because I do enjoy things like this, like the one-on-one. Yeah. I can talk for two and a half hours. Yeah. But in a social situation where it's like people are like... You don't right. have to talk to everyone. That's true. But then, I don't know, I get in my head and I'm just like, what's going on? Am I, am I doing all right? Is it okay? None of us are. It's okay. Yeah. We're all just trying to not be idiots and we still are so it's fine I'm trying to get through it and at the end of the day too you realize like no one gives a shit about you no everybody's like, just in their head thinking about their own shit they're they're worried about themselves mm-hmm. or they're like uh yeah worried about themselves mm-hmm. narcissistic assholes as we all humans are that's la for you no it's not la it's i love LA. la no it's la no you just don't go out and that's why you don't meet cool people you meet that's the true. assholes that's true the ones that are like, hey, follow me on Instagram. No, I know so many cool people here. Okay. I've made great friends here. Eh, okay. I'm going to introduce you to all of them. I've met a few. They're all and right. you like them. They're all right. <laughs> I don't need to like constantly. Now, I met the one guy that I, I he did like the same job I'm doing. I forgot his name. I followed him on Instagram though. He's really cool. Cool. 
Uh, I'll, I'll tell you after. Okay. I, I forgot his name. Okay, I have to cool. look him up. Okay. Uh, thank you for doing this. Thanks I, for having me. Uh, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. You should come on the Wenger show again. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Christian and Cody were saying that. And then Christian goes like, he's like, but we have like actually a lot of guests lined up. Oh, so you're going to have to wait. He LA'd you. Yeah, he totally did. I was like, you motherfucker. But it was his birthday. So it's okay. Uh, yeah. No. Birthdays are dumb. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get out of here. It's over. I don't have a call. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs>